annoying poorly written characters, a crazy blonde punker who has serious emotional issues, a one-line zinging killer, an abandoned asylum. We watched Doom Asylum. We watched it so you don't have to. So you know what time it is. Welcome to Horrible Horror, the podcast where we watch the worst of the worst in horror movies. Movies so bad they're scary. I'm your host, Mr. Marshall Hampton. With me, finally, finally he's come back to the studio, my co-host, Mr. Aaron Southworth. Like I said, is back in studio if you didn't get that already. Aaron, how are you doing today? I'm doing pretty good, man. All right. I, I feel pretty happy back in studio. It's been almost exactly a year. I believe the last one we did in studio was Leprechaun in the Hood. Uh, and that was, I believe, March 16th. So it's been or right around there, March 15th. It's been almost exactly a year, almost. Yeah. So I'm really happy. And one of the reasons I'm really happy is that I feel like I don't have to yell as much. I feel like when I was on Zoom, I'm talking, well, I was talking like super loud, trying to like make sure that I could be heard. It was all fucked up. It was a rough year, man. But, you know, um,. Things are looking up. Things are really looking up. I don't know about you, but I'm feeling very optimistic about 2021. Well, let's see how optimistic you are after we get through this week's movie. Um, this week's movie was suggested to us by a uh, listener, uh, Anthony Sampson. So thank you for that. Um, any else out there, any Moon Goon listeners ever have, like I said, have suggestions for us that you think you can break us with or you want to torment <laughs> us with? Or be nice about, because honestly, <laughs> I mean, he's like, I thought you guys would have fun with this. He hit us. He's a newer listener. Hit us up on Instagram, so, you know, thanks a lot. Or Facebook, yeah. Yeah, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, uh, even Twitter. We have Twitter, but I won't lie, it's our least used Yeah, we don't check it too often. I've gotten off Facebook, man. I've I've personally just taken a break. I check Facebook like once a week now. I Yeah, I'm really hardly ever. The only time I'm on is basically for update show stuff for the show, but my personal stuff, I'm not really on there anymore. I can't fucking stand it anymore. I'm so... God damn! It's all over. toxic. It's all yes, terrible. Yes, it's just horrible. It's like awful. What, I just get angry at friends, you know, or like or like coworkers or people I used to work with. I'm like, you believe that? You saw the bitch motherfucker. I'm like, why am I freaking out so much? And so I'm just like, I'm just getting angry. I'm sitting in my like living room, being like, fuck you. You know, my wife's like, what the hell's wrong with you? I'm like, God damn it! So yeah, I've I've taken a big break from Facebook. Yeah. So we have. Uh, yeah, I, that's. But yeah, you can still reach us there. We still do it for the show. If but have, we'll still check it for the show, of course. Yeah. Uh, so if you have suggestions, keep them coming. We love getting them. And we do our best to get to each and, and every suggestion. And like our stuff. Follow us on Instagram <laughs> and Facebook. Shameless plugs. <laughs> All right. Uh, Doom Asylum is this week's movie. Uh, this was released in March of 1988. Very late 80s one. Written by Richard Friedman, Mar- Rick Marks, and Steve Mankin. Uh, now I didn't realize your friend wrote this movie. Like, don't you? Don't we have like, an old friend named Steve Mankin somewhere? Steve Manka. Manka. Shit. Okay. Yeah. I thought I was like, wait a minute, this name sounds familiar. <laughs> um. All right. Why? Why that fucked up? Uh. Close. 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 But yeah. I mean, you didn't know Steve that well. I didn't yeah. know. I was yeah. like, that's right. You. We yeah. had more friends. Uh. 
Anyway, it was also directed by Richard Friedman, uh, or Friedman, I should say, Richard Friedman. Uh, you can find this currently on Tubi and maybe Amazon, depending on where you live. Right, right now, it's currently unavailable in our area, but maybe your area, it might be for some weird reason. But yeah, it's so, on Tubi. So whenever it says that, does it mean like international? I have no idea. Because it's like, it's not available in my area. What the fuck does that mean? It's like, is this a local like video store? Yeah. It's like, like <laughs> how, how is this being released? Yeah, you know? so it's all checked out on Amazon in your area right yeah, now. Yeah. No Too many other people are streaming it. Right. You I'm just, can't I'm have just like, to it. fuck you. This is, <laughs> this is the 21st century. I yeah. should be able to watch Doom Asylum yeah. on fucking Amazon <laughs> if I want to. Um, Get on it, Bezos. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think Bezos is uh, stepping down. He did, yeah. He, he took a break. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. Fuck it. Who cares? Fuck he still has it, sway. Fuck it. Fuck it. All right. So uh, the cast, uh, I'll mention a few people here, Not, but not a whole lot. So first, we have Judy and Kiki LaRue, played by Patty Mullen. She's playing two characters. This girl's only got three credits to her name. Only three. But uh, she's probably most recognizable. For this movie, obviously, she's only got three. This and her one other movie, um, Frankenhooker, Frank where she Hooker. was the lead. She, I guess she was Frankenhooker. Yeah. Um, have you seen that one? I have not seen it yet. Oh, I, really? I need to get around to watching it, but I haven't seen Dude, it. Dude, that's yet. that's right in our wheelhouse. Um, then we have Tina, played by Ruth Collins. Now, Ruth Collins has 27 credits, including movies like Hell Roller, Witch Academy, Sex Pot, Exquisite Corpses, Cemetery High, Galactic Gigolo, uh, but I think her probably best credit that I saw has got to be that of lead dancer in the Beastie Boys No Sleep Till Brooklyn music video. So <laughs> there's her claim to fame. I'm trying to remember that video. I think it was just a live performance. <laughs> like the lead dance, like she in the crowd, like wiggling a Maybe whole Maybe like the Courtney Cox like thing. Right. <laughs> Who knows? Um, so many actresses get their start in horror. Others, Beastie Boys videos. Beastie Boys videos. Uh, then we have Mitch Hansen's played by Michael Rogan. Uh, really, one thing that he's been in that has any connection to a horror in our show is he was in Basket Case Two, where he was man with twenty-seven noses. Uh, so that was his <laughs> big role there. <laughs> and lastly, uh, uh, we have Jane. Now, this person is definitely by far the biggest girl to come out of this movie, uh, played by Kristen Davis. Like I said, by far the most successful person to come from uh, this, out of this cast. She's got 42 credits, including Journey 2, which starred The Rock. Uh, she was Brooke Armstrong in 32 episodes of Melrose Place. But she's by far the most famous and known for playing Charlotte York on, in the Sex and the City franchise. Bum, 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 bum. So bum, she's bum, one of the big bum, bum, the four bum, bum. girls from that. I've seen every episode. I have too. I've seen every and episode. That's like, it's not because like us. It's like our wives were obsessed with it. And of course, we had to watch you gotta, it. You got to you have give and take. Yeah. You know, you got to do give and take. I had to go know? through each, every DVD, every season on DVD and watch You each have episode. to build capital. And of course, I had to go, I, of course, I had to go to the two movies in the theater too. So oh. I went to the first movie. Yeah. And my wife and her, her like her, one of her best friends, they like, it was the, the they'll release the premiere yeah showing in St. Louis and they dressed up I was gonna say did they go in costume and ergo <laughs> I dressed nice <laughs> I like looked nice and I went there and I might have been the only straight guy there <laughs> <laughs> and dude it, everyone dressed up everyone like everyone it's looked like fucking Star Wars for chicks man you go to the yes! Star Wars movie dressed up in your nicest like couture outfits or something like that you know they're making a third <laughs> I heard that they're making a... and I heard they're making a spin-off series 
which Kristen Davis is coming back as Charlotte York in. I think it's like their kids or something. I don't know. It's called, uh, I saw the name of it. I can't remember what it was called, but there's like, yeah, they're continuing on with the trying to milk that Jesus almond Christ. some more. How much dust do you have to whack off those old pussies to yeah. like still be entertaining? I'm sorry. Sarah Jessica Parker just looks more and more like a foot each year. Like she, she is not <laughs> a pretty girl anymore. And that's you know mean, who's but, not coming back? Kim Kutcher. I would say she's like 80, is she? She's not coming back. But she was like the best looking one of all of them. Well, she was the sex. She was the. She's slut. a sex spot. Yeah, but one. she was also still the oldest, but still the best looking. And it sucks that she's not. I was, a, I was a Charlotte guy. Really? Charlotte. She all was the way. cute, but man. Oh, no. Samantha. No, wait. Yeah, Samantha. Samantha. Yeah. Uh, what's her name? You just said it. I'm always. Kim Control. Thank you, Kim Control. I was Kim Control from the 80s, man. You can't get beat that. Mannequin. Saw mannequin and uh, Big Dribble Little China. China. Oh, so hot. Um, anyway, let's move on. Let's just change our, let's just change our podcast. We're, we're now a the Sex in the City podcast, guys. <laughs> Fabulous. Uh, about 15 years too late, but we're <laughs> Sex in the City. But, all right, so let's do this properly. Back in studio. Yeah. Oh, there it is. Cheers. Cheers indeed. Ching, ching. All right, so. Uh, also, really quick. Oh, mind okay. you, we are socially distanced, however. A little so, bit. Yeah, we're, we have a pretty long, like, Justice League style table. Yeah. That I'm sitting completely at one end and he's on the other. Uh, but we're, we're ready to rock and roll. Even if we were at on a regular spot, we'd still be pretty social distancing. Yes, yeah, so we are officially over six feet apart, probably. No, oh, yeah, or most definitely. Yeah. Um, all right, now let's finally get to Doom Asylum. All right, so we open with our main guy, Mitchell, and his blind girlfriend, fuck buddy, because their relationship's never really officially... They're more than fuck buddies, man. Yeah, I don't know if they're... they're not, I don't think they're married or anything. I think they're just... I don't know. There's something. Well, they're more than fuck buddies, because coming up, when they're driving along, they just keep talking about how much they love each other yeah, and but how they, much but, love they Yeah, are. you're right. I get that, but I, it's never established if they're actually a couple, if they're married, or if... I, I always got the impression that... She was married and she was banging the lawyer on the side and they were going to like run off together. Now that it's one this big yeah, case. Yeah. So anyway, that's yeah. So they're drinking and driving down the road, drinking champagne, talking about how the lawyer, Mitch, just uh, uh, and she's the client and he just won her like some massive lawsuit. That's, you know, like, I think grant her like five, five million, million, five million, dollars. Was that it? five million dollars. And they're, they're driving and listening to uh, a shitty remake of uh, the house of the rising sun. Yeah. And you know, they're, they're driving a convertible like, yeah, baby. Yeah. And of course it's so like, so they're drinking, driving, and then they decide to start making out while driving. Uh, and of course, you know, that doesn't lead to anything good. And uh, all these bad decisions just lead them getting to a really bad looking car crash. Uh, Cause it's like, I don't even know what they hit. It's like they just start swerving and just like run off the road. Like well, it was a big truck that was coming the other way, and it's it's a winding road. It's a I think it's, it's, road. Wi- it's a backcountry road. Is it a winding, long winding, winding road. One. Yes, <laughs> yes, it is. And yeah, they crash kaboom into an oncoming truck. I didn't think Bam. they hit the truck. I think they swerved off the road. Well, motherfucker should have kept his eyes on the road. Yeah, but and kaboom crash, and uh, you know there's they've they've crashed, and now there's smoke and dust and. And Mitch is on the ground. He's like, uh, yeah, you know, I they basically re- both die at this. They just they die. The point thing is, like, the girl, like, her death in this is so like, I just don't care. Like, oh, and, are you kidding? She, me? She, she's like, she's like, uh, don't worry about me. You'll be fine. And then she dies. I, I, 
Yes, that's it. I'm like, are you kidding me? I actually like this part. Really? Yes, because he crawls over to her. He's in love. He's worried about her. Baby, he's like, he's fucked up too. He's on death's door. He crawls over to her. He grabs her hand, lifts it up, and it's broken off her body. Yeah. I, yeah. Somehow her hand gets completely severed at like mid forearm. Like, I, how does that even happen? Like, I don't know how that happens. But I got to hand it to him. Oh. They did a pretty good job because she's like, don't worry about me. Like, she's like, they can, the doctors are coming. They're going to. They a little late on that one, but. Yeah. They're going to fix me. Don't worry, Mitchie. They're going to fix me. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to be okay. And she dies. And yeah, I was actually a little touched. Okay. <laughs> But I did uh, like when he grabbed the hand, he goes, ah! He throws it. <laughs> <laughs> um, now we cut to a coroner's exam room where Mitchell is lying on the exam table. Standing over him is the coroner who's like 80s cool, trying to be like Mr. He's like, he got sunglasses. He's eating a sandwich. Dude, what is it with coroners? Yes, thank you. All the time in these hokey cor- horror They're movies. They're always eating. They're just like, look, I'm fucking stone cold. I'm eating a sandwich next to a corpse. Yeah, we've seen this so many times now. Yeah, the corner eating. so common. I'm surprised he didn't drop food on the bike and just pick it up and eat it. Like, right. Oh, look at that. Now, I don't know if that's ever been done, but I, I'm, I, I think if we ever make a short, we should do that. <laughs> um, the corner kind of looks like a poor man, Steve Gutenberg. Um, I kind of think he's... Uh, um, I can see that. Yeah. Uh, and he's already to cut open Mitch and tells his assistant, like, hey, get the saws out. So at this point, the assistant notes that Mitch's fingers start twitching and tells the coroner that, hey, guy, uh, I don't think this guy's dead. But the coroner doesn't fucking care. He just wants to cut him open and get the business done. So even after Mitch's eyes fucking open up and he raises an arm up, the coroner's like, yeah, he's still dead. Cut him open. Let's get this done. Um, <laughs> So it's not until Mitch sits up, gets off the table, that the coroner's like, oh, shit, this dude's not dead. My bad. And he starts speaking. What happened to, what's her name? Yeah, Judy. Judy. Judy, where's Judy? Judy! Um, and the acting's just, it's Real so bad. goddamn bad. Real it's, bad. The coroner, the medical people are like, like the reactions they have to basically this dead guy, who looks like a fucking zombie at this point. His face... It's basically gone. It's just like muscle tone and like, and like tendons, shred, shreds of skin. Shitty. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and he's and bleeding course, everywhere. And his, his hands are all like look like they've been through like a like put down a garbage disposal and turned on. Now coroners, they are doctors. Right. They have gone to medical school. Yeah. They know how to treat a patient. So I love his reaction. He's just like, oh shit. He's not like, holy shit, you're still alive. Okay, let's get this yeah. guy some help. No, he's like, <laughs> they're oh, just like, shit. oh wow, boy. Was I wrong? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> shucky darn. There's no no attempt at medical attention. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. Um, so these two jabronis are just so chill about seeing this disfigured guy come back to life. And he starts talking to them. Like Aaron said, Mitch's face is a fucking mess. Um, now, it it's okay. at this In this scene, it's not bad. The makeup effect, it's, it's, it's okay. It's fresh looking. It's fresh looking. It's okay. Um, could be better, but also could be way worse. So it, I'll, it is I'll what give it is. It, I'll give him an A for effort. I'll give him, I'll give him a solid C plus, B minus for this at yeah, this yeah. point. Um, so Mitch wants to like say, "Where's Judy?" And they're like, "She's dead, man." Uh, and this sends Mitch into like a bloody rage, and he kills the assistant because he pulls out like a stick or like a like a metal shard from his neck 
that was like lodged in his neck or something. And he just stabs the assistant in the chest with it, killing him. Uh, and then Mitch pulls it out and uses the same thing to stab and kill the coroner. Scene's over. They're dead. And the coroner, as he's getting stabbed, goes, It's always the lawyers who get you. <laughs> Everybody that has some kind of like zinger or one line they say as they die or kill somebody. This is just... It's, but they're ugh. so shitty. They are terrible. They're so terrible. And, they're del- and- the, the delivery... It, the line in themselves, the writing is bad. Yes. But then the delivery of them makes it even worse. Well, it's, it's they don't even make sense. You know, it's like it, they're not even funny. No. Half the time it's like, oh, Doom Asylum? More like Doom Sanatorium. <laughs> it's like, yeah, okay, I, I guess they could call it that. You know, it just doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't have any, it's, 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 it sucks. <laughs> Um, so we roll the opening credits. There are played over shots of the old asylum that's now all run down and, and covered in graffiti. Uh, the title, the, the regular credits are fine, but the title card where it actually says Doom Asylum is so cheap and basic looking. <laughs> it looks like it was done like Mario print or paint. I mean, it's so, it's terrible. Like you would think like this is your name. You would Doom Asylum. It should be like the best. That's where you should make the most effort to get. And it's the worst looking kitty shit yes. ever um i think aaron wants to talk about the graffiti on the walls that we see all over this place i, I will like. touch on that but during that scene where they're going through the asylum and yeah. showing different things did you notice any of the sound effects that are being used so they have weird sound effects so one of the, the one i cannot believe you didn't pick up on this i probably wasn't paying that close attention but go ahead so there was a crying effect a screaming effect mm-hmm. and it's all the same sound effects as the witch in the left for dead series really yes and i, I even double checked it i even looked it up yes huh so it's a stock sound, obviously, uh, but it's yeah, so like Left for Dead. There's no way that was even around. But yet. it was so, so they, iconic. It was so iconic in Left for Dead because the witch character was yeah. such a scary character. Yeah, and she'd be like, <laughs> that same, that same exact cry wow. is being used. And I remember I was just sitting there, kind of drinking. I'm like, and I was like, <gasps> where's like, the witch? Where sobered me up? I'm like, oh shit! Turn the flashlights <laughs> off. <laughs> Creep. <laughs> But they have all the sound effects of the witch in that opening. I missed that completely. Oh, I didn't. I missed that. Uh, that's cool. I yeah. didn't pick up on it. Um, so we'll move on. Let's move on. So we, we after the credits roll, we cut ten years later, and we meet our main cast of characters as they drive down the same stretch of road that Mitch and Judy were driving on, where they were killed in the opening. Listen to the same damn music. Uh, in the convertible. It looks like the same goddamn car, nice actually. Yeah. Um, For a split second, I honestly thought it's like, did the movie just start over again? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so we have Mike, the blonde jack guy who's driving. He's fucking annoying. Um, next to him is his girlfriend, the pretty blonde Kiki, who has a killer body. Um, she's kind of annoying, too. Uh, in the back seat, we have Dennis, the baseball card obsessed nerd. He's super annoying. Darnell, the black guy who's kind of obnoxious. And Charlotte, a.k.a. Jane, the nerdy smart girl who's also kind of bitchy. And for the nerdy girl who's supposed to be nobody, like, they're the nice one. She's kind of fucking... Kind of cunty. Kind of cunty. Yeah, yeah. She, she talks down to people. Like, so very, very much I'm Every, every, every character yeah. is fucking annoying in this movie. They're all ter- not terrible, but they're just fucking annoying and obnoxious. Um, so, and then when I say they're in the back seat, they're not actually sitting in the seat. They're sitting up on top of the seat. Like, they would be, like, going down, a, like, if you're riding down in a parade. Like, you know, you're, you're Miss County Cornhusker girl who won the Cornhusking pageant. She sits in the back of Gribble waving to everybody. 
And it's that, weird that you went there, but I, I don't know. I'm trying to think of some weird local breed pad things that they have. Okay, we're from the Midwest, but we don't deal in corn. Soybeans, yes. Soybeans, yeah. <laughs> we have corn everywhere. You drive down Missouri, Illinois is full of corn. That's true, that's true. But I'm thinking, you know, corn, I'm thinking like Nebraska. Yeah, well, corn husker, maybe. Yeah, yeah but, exactly. Anyway. Anyway, uh, so they're all sitting up on top of the car as they speed down this highway, this twisty road. Like, the again, just horrible horrible decisions these people are making nothing safe about this at all uh as they talk they drive they talk about the legend of the coroner who lurks around in the old asylum and kills people with autopsy tools and kiki also mentioned this is the same road where my mother died and my mom and mommy mommy mom uh they arrive at the old asylum where inside we meet the an all-girl band tina and the tots quote-unquote rehearsing um yeah, they, they pull, like, like where, where is their destination supposed to be? Are they they're going to the asylum? Yeah, I guess so. Because, they're just, like, going you know, they're there. driving there. They stop at one point. Yeah, they do stop. And, and the, the, the guy, I forget his name, Mike? Mike. Mike, yeah. His whole shtick is that he can't make a decision. He, oh, it's so, so fucking he's annoying. Like, let's stop here. Or should we? Maybe we should. It's supposed to be, again, it's supposed a to be shtick. funny. Yeah. It's supposed to be a funny shtick, but it's kind of, it's. It's not. It's, it's not. just not quite it's there. It's poorly written, and, and, and maybe that kind of character could be kind of funny if you have an actor who's capable of pulling that off and knows how to, like, you know, time those lines better. Not just, like, maybe we should go there. Oh, maybe we should. Well, maybe. No, yeah. you got to fluctuate and, and, and alternate and, 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 you know, have timing. And this guy's just None of flat. It. He's flat as a fucking yeah. board. So they decide to go to the asylum. They're, like, driving. They stop on the side of the road. Find a mirror, which Kiki says is my mom. Yeah, and ten years later, just hand mirror she finds and goes like, "Oh, which, it's my which, mom's there was no, mirror." There was no hand mirror ever shown. No, in, like they should have been doing lines off a of hand off, mirror. Yeah, that's what <laughs> this is my mom's old Coke mirror. <laughs> it was the eighties. Um. So yeah. Anyway, so they drive here and we meet Tina and the Tots. And I'm seriously, like, what you can't even call what they're doing music. It's just fucking obnoxious noise. And, and screaming. Uh, uh, the well, band's made up of three girls. The leader of the group uh, the, and the quote-unquote singer is Tina. And then there's the black girl Rapunzel and the Eastern European, maybe Russian chick Godiva, who's all about like social rebellion and anti-establishment and all this shit. Um, so you want I'm going to play a little piece of, you, of, of Tina and the Tots their music uh and if you want i suggest maybe covering your ears or getting some earplugs because your ears might bleed from this shit because i don't even know what you want to call this but here you fucking go Five seconds long, but this scene goes on for like another two minutes of just that noise. It's I don't know what that is, but that's that's their music that they're playing. Yeah, I've I've gone to shows like that. <laughs> like actual noise shows, and I cannot 
fucking stand up. But for some reason, my wife thinks it's kind of hip. And I went to like a bunch of them. I, I went to like probably like six or seven of these goddamn. I remember people. you telling me something about a noise or some kind of electronic music or something yeah. like that. It's like some asshole with a switchboard smashing it with a screwdriver and it makes this crazy noise. Yeah. Well, it has like a drum machine in the background. I'm like, <laughs> fuck my life. <laughs> You know, <laughs> it really sucks. And that's exactly what it reminded me of. You know, I'm all about like art is being very subjective and, and very broad. And I get that. But this shit, I'm sorry, pe- this shit, people who do this need to be like this. You should have a right to like walk up and just slap them in the face or punch them and like get your shit. Shut the fuck up. This is not art. This is like shit. I think people do intentionally to see if they can like, you know, was it? Um. Uh, uh, throw the wool over someone's eyes, you know. Kind like punks, I'm, I'm gonna, those, I'm gonna punk these people. Punking, I'm yeah. doing this as a joke, and see there, because there'll be some fucking people out there who think this is the coolest thing. Only, I'm gonna laugh at them from the stage. There's only one noise show that I saw that I liked, and it was, it was pretty clever the way this guy did it. Because all the other acts before it would just shit, and I'm like, fuck. And this guy comes up, and he's a skinny kind of dude with glasses, and he just goes, he's like, tink, and then tunk. But he's, but and he's just making random noises. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> my life again <laughs> and but he recorded each one and then he played him in an order when it and at the end it was actually music so that's like, cool. like a cool beat yeah like, that's cool that hey that that makes sense he's making random noises but he's making it into an actual it's like sound. stomp or something kind of more kinda, digital but yeah he, exactly yeah, I, I, that yeah. I can get behind because he takes that and then turns it into a beat. And or at something. first, but at if you're just people just going, that shit, that's not music. That's not art. That's just being an asshole. That's what that is. Yeah. You actually had a good beat there. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I'm, I'm going to find a stage. I'm going to have a show. So expect a flyer in your mailbox. Marshall the Tots. <laughs> <laughs> so. Anyway, at this point, Dennis decides he's going to sneak in, sneak up on the band, and he unplugs their power cord, shutting off their instruments, uh, and then goes back outside to join the others as they head off for their picnic that they're going to have in the lush, the, the lush grounds of the abandoned <laughs> asylum. <laughs> um, the band chicks watch it. They, so they go from like inside, and the next thing, they're suddenly up on top of the roof instantly, watching Darnell and the others walk away. Darnell turns, gives the girls the finger. Uh, seeing him though, Rapunzel is instantly enamored with and in love with Darnell at first sight and just just wants to have his babies and get plowed by him. She's just, just madly just in love with smitten. him. They do, smitten. They do like she has like a flat, like a, yeah. like a fantasy of the them slow, like running through the slow motion, yes. running through the field. They embrace and kiss. And, yes. That, yeah. that classic cliche crap. Um, Next, we find the group. Um, they spot, you know, they, they find a spot for their picnic, and the two girls strip down to their swimsuits. Why? Why are they wearing swimsuits if they're going on a picnic at a asylum? Like they're not going to the beach or the lake. It makes zero sense. I I don't get it. I'm not mad at it. Not mad at it. It just doesn't make any sense. Because, dude, Charlotte. From Sex and City is just basically wearing a vagina cover. Yes. Just, just well, 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 first of all, well, it's I don't get it. it, it Kiki's wearing a, 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 bi- a red bikini. Charlotte is wearing a one piece. It's a blue one piece. The top of it's not that. It's just like a leotard. Yeah. But the crotch area is so thin. Yes. Like it's cut the way it's cut. It's like oh, that's just a vagina covering there. You have a tiny vagina, tiny, Charlotte, and you can tell. 
back in the 80s, she was shaving. Oh, yeah. Uh, and that was before shaving was a thing. But you'd have to wear that Woo! fucking swimsuit. So, God damn. Yeah. I enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah. But unfortunately, the back of it was just like a regular swimsuit. Yeah, like, it was real wide. Covered her butt. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's she's no got, thong. She's, she's, she's kind of thick on the legs, you know? And I, I'm a fan of that, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, yeah, I want to see some of that butt. <laughs> See that butt. I've got we'll no, see that I've butt. Got no social media. Give me that butt. <laughs> give me that. Give me that. <laughs> give me that, that butt. Actually, uh, give me that nut. Whatever. Uh, so anyway, Kiki has does have a killer body. I will say that. Give her that. She's pretty. Uh, meanwhile, the van they're back on the roof again, and Tina says to Godiva, "Make this scumbag big and hard, and then laughs like a supervillain." <laughs> I. Whoever wrote Tina's lines, I swear some of Tina's lines may have been like written like in Japanese and then translated to English because some of them don't make any sense at all. Like, because especially what they're doing, like, make this scumbag big and hard. I will say Tina's hot though. She's hot. I love her outfit. It's fucking sexy to me. Um, But then Tina hands Godiva a condom, which Godiva then uses as a water balloon. Uh, I think I'm going to educate you here really quick. Yeah. In England, uh-huh. a condom slang is scumbag because scum oh, is your cum. cum. Okay. Yeah, they call it a scumbag. That that makes a lot of sense now. But the problem is this isn't a British movie, and she's not <laughs> British. So where, no, how are people supposed to know that? Like People like me who never heard of it, like, what the fuck? Like, I thought she was talking about Darnell. Like, you're trying to get him big and hard by throwing him a water balloon? Like, it, the logic blew my mind on that. Yeah, but what you say makes perfect sense. But in respect, again, it makes zero sense because no one's going to know that. It's not often <laughs> referred to here in the States, but I know for sure it's it's a scumbag. It makes yeah. sense. And now I'm getting, okay, I get it. Well, that's your education moment. That's our education moment today. There we go. The more you know. <laughs> um, anyway, Tina starts pelting the group with these condom water balloons, forcing the group to kind of retreat back. Uh, Dennis is particularly upset because his baseball cards get all soaked. Uh, while this goes on, Mitch, a.k.a. the coroner now, is lurking in the shadows, watching Kiki, and he looks like this old newspaper clipping, which is pretty new, honestly. It's pretty fresh, uh, of a picture of Judy on it that reads, Coal Miner's Daughter Wins Millions. So he's like, oh, this is Judy. Oh, wait, that's Kiki, and they look the same, and blah, blah, blah. Um, but for he keeps that newspaper clipping really good shape for being at least ten over ten years old, uh, and he's carrying around in his pocket because it looks brand new. So uh, and his hands, like I said, are all shredded up and decaying. How this fucker's still alive is beyond me as a medical miracle that right. he would still be alive. Um, so Tina is now standing on the edge of the roof. Like there's like a little, like half, like you know, a wall. How on a, fucking dangerous was this scene? Again, like, it's the eighties and no stunt people probably <laughs> just, I want to stay on this roof. That's easily three stories up at least. And like I said, there's a, it's a little wall by me, two, three feet tall. And she gets up on that wall ledge and just stands there. And she starts, um, shouting down at the group. Uh, get lost, fuck brains! <laughs> How'd you like our little balloons? Take these, motherfuckers! And then, I, I don't know how this is supposed to be punishment or a taunt, but she then takes her bra off her top and flashes them her tits. Like, that's supposed to be a bad thing? Because, damn, they look some nice titties. It's some nice-looking nice titties. Nice-looking titties. Absolutely. Yeah, it was, it was really strange. And, dude, she reminds me of, like, a shitty anime villain. 
Yeah. You know, like just the way she, <laughs> you know, like all the time. Uh, but I still love her. Yeah, <laughs> like, still love her. I, like love her. Yes. Um, and then Godiva chimes to say, "Like go back to the mall where you belong." And that's the scene. Mike, at this point, he wants to go get back at them. He's like, "All right, well, let's go get them." But Darnell was like, "Nope, nope, no. Nope. I'll go get you guys. Stay here. I'll go because I've got nothing to lose. I have no hope, no dreams." And that, like, one chick is hot. So he wants to go get that Rapunzel pussy, and, too. Dude, I'm, I'm a little confused by Darnell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was, too, because the way he's dressed, I'm like, oh, is he gay? And, and, and his, I know it's the 80s, but he's very... <laughs> there's, there's a lot of effeminate, like, hand gestures yes. and, and speak and just these very, very effeminate, like, guy... But, okay, I, I I thought I was the only one that thought that too, but you I, did. I was well. I was so convinced he was like you know the cousin of Hollywood from Mannequin. <laughs> They're dressed about the same without the sunglasses. Yeah. And, and I'm just like, uh, wait wait wait, he's pussy hungry, like big time apparently too, because then he has a fantasy of them running through the like that same yeah. like running through the fields, except they embrace and he starts humping her. Yeah, instead of kissing, <laughs> he's, he's like he's like dry humping her, um, which I loved. I, I did like that. I thought that was pretty funny. Um, so. We also, at this point, need to mention there's a scene where Kiki, like I said, she's still messed up about her mom and traumatized by this, for, apparently, um, even though they do a really shitty job of, of uh, expressing that and getting that across. Right. Um, but for some reason, she decides to call her boyfriend Mike Mom. Like, she, from here on out in the message, she's like, Mom, are you okay, Mom? And, like, that's it was, fucking it was so weird. so dumb. Like, it's I not know, funny. Like, Mike goes, I know you lost your mom. And I can never be your mother. It's impossible. But I'd like to try. Yeah. <laughs> can I call you mom? Yeah. Yeah, you can call me. It was so stupid. So dumb. Like, I, again, they're trying to, I guess, be funny or is, weird. Is but it's this just, supposed to be funny? I don't know. It's just weird and sick and sad. Like, I, does, if, if a girlfriend always say, start calling me mom, I'd be like, okay, that's a red flag. Time nope. to check out. Like, I'm out. <laughs> hands up. I'm washing my hands. I'm on. <laughs> out. <laughs> um... So she does have a good body though, so maybe he's trying to hit it and quit it. Just like put up with this, like all right, this guy hit it once and I'm out. You're a sucker for the dames. Any high chick, you're like, well, I'll put up with being called mom if I can get in them guts. <laughs> no, all the says that's a red flag, and you gotta get out. Um, so anyway, Darnell heads into the asylum while the others continue to hang out outside. Uh, he starts wandering down the hallways looking for the girls. And while he walks, he starts hearing, like, this metal clanking sound, like, clank, clank. Uh, and then, you know, hello, clank, clank. Who's there? Clank, clank. That type of thing. And he thinks it's Rapunzel, like, giving him audio, like, breadcrumbs to follow type thing. He's like, all right, I get it. All right. He starts getting, he's like, yeah, girl. All right. I give you this. Did, and you, did you pick up on where he's from? Because he even says, he goes, I'm Darnell. My family is from St. Louis, but I grew up yes, right, right here. That's right. He does say St. Louis. I took, yeah, I, the first time I watched it, I did pick that up. Shout out to St. Darnell just got a lot cooler. <laughs> uh, he must be from either Central West End or the Grove District then, if he's with that attitude. <laughs> he's probably from the Grove. <laughs> he's from the <laughs> For those who don't know, the Grove is kind of the, one of the gayer areas of St. Louis. Yeah, it's, it's, it's kind of the boys' town of St. Louis. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, anyway, um, where was I? So, at this point, Darnell stops and decides now is a good time to break into one of the worst rap songs ever heard to mankind. Ugh. 
it's garbage and i didn't even record it i did not record this one um so luckily it gets short because a giant pair of i think forceps or something comes through a broken window and a door behind him and i clamp onto the sides of his head and start squeezing his head so hard that i guess it's supposed to crush his head um and kill him but it looks really shitty it's and really the, shitty it's effect, terrible yeah. it, there's like no it's, it's nothing like it, it's the worst and, um, and darnell's dying words or honey all you had to do was say no because he thinks it's rapunzel killing him because she didn't like his rap or wasn't interested in in, in dating him it was murder worthy yeah rap. the rap is murder worthy i will say that but yeah he's like honey all you had to say was no and then he dies and it's absolute garbage uh after he dies we hear mitch from behind the door say i hate rap music and don't call me honey Oh, oh God! Why? Why? <laughs> oh, I, first of all, I'm like, these one-liners are gonna be. I just gonna give me a headache. And do again. I know it's the '80s, but that same old everybody trying to rip off the fucking airplane line. The "Don't Call Me Shirley" bullshit. Like I get. I'm so sick of hearing that. You line have to be off. fucking Leslie Nielsen to deliver that as perfectly as he does. Because otherwise, it just it's. It's like saying that's what she said, and you're not Steve Carell. That he owns that. Yeah, you know, Leslie Nielsen owns. Don't call me Shirley. You know? <laughs> um, so up on the roof, Rapunzel and Tina are playing chess on a snare drum, um, while Dive was in the background graffitiing the walls with spray paint. I don't think that board's regulation. It is not regulation <laughs> at all, and the pieces are like giant. It's comical. I wonder if there's their own punk version. Punk of chess. version yeah. of chess. Yeah. Um, they're just making up their own rules, probably. So, uh, Mitch is hanging out in his lair somewhere in the bowels of the building, watching old black and white movies on a small TV. Now, excuse me. I should have mentioned this earlier at, when the band was playing, but how the hell does this place still have power? And, and like, it's an abandoned asylum that's run down. The, everything's broken. There's, there's no way this place has power. And not only does it have power, apparently it has cable. <laughs> How? How does this place have cable? How is what? How does he? <laughs> Mitch, Mitch is crafty. He's, he's... Jesus Christ. <laughs> so, um, anyway, this leads to like a lot of filler scenes from old black and white movies that just are a waste of time. So I looked this and, up. Did you look it up? Yeah, I looked okay, up some. Well. And like, most of it has really nothing to do with the movie. Nothing. You There's think- a few times where they try to like, maybe. maybe make a connection between what's going on in the black and white movie and the actual movie. But most of the time, it's just a waste of time. It's filler. This happens so many times. It happens a lot that it just it sucks. It, it's, it's, it breaks the flow Big time. of this movie. Big time breaks the flow. And it... Like you said, there needs to be like they had they have some lame attempts at a juxtaposition between the movie and what's going on in the black and white movie. But it's so like you have to grasp at straws to really get there. And if you're going to do that, one, you're supposed to do it in small little bits, and two, it has to be fucking slapping you in the face that this is an actual like yeah. you know. And get movies that if you're gonna do that, you might want to get movies that people have actually recognized because if you don't like, you have to be like a real cinemaphile or real real movie buff to figure out what the fuck movie these are I, that he's I, watching I had to look it and up. understand I, at the end of the credits they give a list of some of them but there's only one that i knew from all the ones that he's there's only one that i knew um and, and even like i said that none of them really 
have to do with anything that's going on in the movie. It's, no. it's such a and, waste of time. And it breaks, such a filler. It breaks the flow. And bad. it does it so bad. It's like, it's kind of like I, you watch this on Tubi, so you get plenty of flow breaks because you're watching it. And on Tubi, one, yeah. then you get you get hit with the ad. Oh, oh, well, okay, I broke the flow. But now you get hit with like, you're watching the movie, watching the movie, boom, black and white. And right when the flow starts going, it seems like, hey, you're in the flow again. Boom, more black and white. God damn it. It just stop and go. It kills this movie. So anyway, back on the roof, Godiva says that she's going to go off to spray paint more graffiti and, and do some more social liber, I don't know, liberation graffiti or some shit. Um, People united will well, never uh, be divided. Yes, thank oh, you. Oh, God. And she's like, her accent changes. Yeah. It's like she's a shitty, like, like she was like a German. German, like a German or Russian. Or and then she's like South African. Yeah. And then it's, it's like, obviously she is not. She's obviously an American yeah. actress who does this shitty accent that just kind of like morphs over time. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, people united will never be divided. She says, she starts chanting that she's going down these halls. Um, with no passion, but before, uh, the, before she leaves, Tina says, you're just going to take a non-revolutionary piss. Just do it up here. We'll watch. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit, Tina. Like, what is going on with you, girl? I kind of love Tina. Is your home life okay? Like, I think she's obviously a, not. I think she's a foster child, and she might come from like the R. Kelly foster home. I don't know. <laughs> like, who says take a piss up here? Will watch and did open her mouth and stick out her tongue. Yes. Like, what is going on with Tina? There's, by the same time, she's the by far the best and most entertaining character in this movie. By far. By far, I love Tina. She's the only thing that keeps me watching in this thing. Um, but. She's got some serious emotional issues that need to be worked out. Um, so back on the... Oh, wait, sorry, I read that. So Godiva goes about her business, tagging the walls, doing that chant we just talked about. Um, Mitch is in the men's room washing his cracked, decaying hands. He's hearing her outside, and he hides in one of the bathroom stalls. Godiva heads into the bathroom. She hears a toilet flush and instantly thinks it's Tina. And again, I'm like, what? Huh? How and why would you possibly think that's Tina? You just left her up on the roof, and there's no way she's going to possibly get ahead of you into the bathroom and hide in the stall before you get down there. Like, it's this shitty writing and logic that just fucking infuriates me so much now. And it's getting worse the more I see this shit. Like, it's building. It's like a tumor just keeps growing. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, it makes it makes more sense that... It would make more sense if she thought it was one of the other people in the group, like if she thought it was Darnell. Or, and that's an easy fix in the script. Like, hey, is that you, Darnell? Is that one yeah. of you fuckers? Get out of here. You're not, I'm, stop messing with me. That I've been completely fine with. But saying it's Tina, fuck you, writers. Fuck you. Damn. Marshall, um, down. Yeah. I'm, um, nope. She went the fucktard option. Um, anyway, Mitch, Mitch leaps out at her from the saw, grabs her. Starts choking her, lifts her up off the ground, and she's like, I'm a about she's saying some stupid She's saying some really dumb stuff. Yeah. You know, like you know, re re revolution yeah. stuff. But then before she gets killed, she changes her tune. Yeah, she changes her tune real like, quick. No, stop. I'm a Republican. I'm I voted for Reagan. Reagan. <laughs> <laughs> uh that that did make me a little laugh. Yeah. But she he drags her over to a large sink that just so happens to be filled with bubbling industrial strength cleaning acid sure because why not 
Uh, Mitch forces her face and head down into the acid, which burns all of her skin off. Uh, and okay, we are talking about her dying words. Um, and he holds up her now melted skull. It's not terrible it looking. Look bad. It's not bad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then his one liner is. You know, I, I respect your decision to have your political beliefs, but I simply just do not agree. Yeah. <laughs> and, and again, it's he's just stating a fact. Yeah, that's not funny. It's like, yeah, it's like, I respect for you, you know, uh, you know, uh, uh, respect your your decisions and your views, but I just disagree with them. Yeah. Like, it's like, how is that like a killer one liner or, or or witty at all? That's just being politically accepted like that's today, just... well today it's hilarious because no one wants to fucking talk to each other yeah um so yeah i don't know what's going on there we cut back outside to our main other group and mike is starting to wonder where darnell is charlotte's laying around reading sigmund freud's the interpretation of dreams uh with her banging little bud yeah. sorry I, i'm i'm a you're I'm a, a, you a boss charlotte man jeez yeah. um Dennis is still fritting over his uh, wet baseball cards and freaking out about that. Mike then goes into a really annoying, indecisive back and forth about whether he should go look for Darnell or not. And like I said, we talked, we touched on it briefly, but God, it's fucking annoying. Because he can't constant. make a decision, so yeah, he, just, he just keeps just, going back and forth. And it's not, it's just and not it's funny. It's so poorly acted. It's not funny. It's annoying. Uh, I, Mike, think, I think you're right. If he had a decent actor, they might have like delivered the lines in a different way, yeah. a different cadence. It could have been possibly a, a, a good bit. Yeah. But this guy is real stiff. He's so stiff. He's got, yeah, he's just fucking stiff as fuck. Uh, anyway, so Mike does finally decide to head into the asylum by himself to look for Darnell. More black and white filler footage. Again, it breaks the flow. Adds nothing to it. Um, outside, now, Dennis's Wade Boggs card gets blown away in a gust of wind, and he goes chasing after it. And this turns into the old dollar bill on a string gag. Exactly what it is. Because you can literally see the fishing string pulling the baseball card through the scene as it's supposed to flutter in the wind. And he's calling it like it's an actual play in a baseball game. Oh, God. I wish I would have recorded that bit. And he mentions that it's fucking annoying. An inside the park home run. Yeah. And those are incredibly rare. I had to look it up. Wade Boggs never hit an inside the park home run. (laughs) He did, however fun little baseball history trivia mm. hit the very first ever recorded tampa bay's tampa bay rays home run, home run. yes when he got yeah the expansion draft he was he went got picked up by them and he did hit their very first home run yes good that on, i didn't know good on wade Boggs. um but it's so annoying his scene is it's really annoying i got more wade Boggs trivia all right <laughs> okay wade Boggs was very 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 good friends with mr perfect kurt henning oh god r.i.p Kurt Henning and Wade Boggs went hike, uh, went hunting together out, you know, out on the woods. And, you know, they separated. They're like, hey, we'll meet back at camp. I think I've heard this story before. Wade Boggs got, didn't, was, wasn't paying attention, got tangled up in a barbed wire fence. And like to the point where he was, he was trapped. He couldn't get out and he was bleeding. Mr. Perfect, Kurt Henning, finally was like looking for him and found him, t- took him out of the fencing and carried him three miles back to the car, like on his shoulders Carried him back and took him to the hospital and saved his life. Why? Because he's perfect. Perfect. He perfectly carried him out of that forest. He perfectly untangled him from the barbed wire. And I bet he perfectly drew, drove. I said, I don't know what the fuck drew is. Drove to the hospital. <laughs> he drew from He drew to the hospital. Wow. <laughs> Everything was so perfect. So, yeah. Everything was so perfect. I am not Mr. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I am not. Um... 
Mr. Perfect was awesome. Like, I want to talk about Mr. Perfect now. I, I mean, know. I just don't want to go on. I, let's talk about Mr. Perfect. He was, when I was a kid, I hated him because he was such a good bad guy. And when you're a kid, oh. that's what they, you hate the bad guys. They did it right. You love to go. You hate the bad guys. Fucking hated him. But at the same time, I was also scared of him when my favorite wrestler would go up against him because he was Mr. Perfect. And if they hit that perfect plex, it's over. Nobody ever got the perfect plex ever. It was death. I'm like, oh my God, not the perfect plex. And like, oh, miss. But the older I got, and I actually started appreciating more, one of my all time favorite Genius. in-ring performers. So, so good. Such a great character. And it's a and- fucking shame he was never heavyweight champion. A he was one of the best intercontinental champions. Mm. Yeah, and that's like that's when they said that's and he's one of the reasons like him and Bret Hart, all he got later was like the reasons like the intercontinental championship got laid with he the wrestlers champion yes. like he, the the performers the workers mm. the best in the ring they got that belt while like the the more fan favorites got the heavy the, belt. You got the guy who sold the merchandise got the heavyweight title, but the, the guy who title. carried the work, the guy shows. who showed the fucking work ethic and yeah. the, the, the the go factor. And could yeah. actually perform in the ring. Yes. Yeah, and he was one of the best all time. Absolutely. I love Mr. Perfect so much. One of my all time favorites. I don't know how that got. I mean, it's so interesting how we looped in Doom Asylum to Mr. Mr. Perfect. Perfect. But I like, <laughs> I like it. I like the journey. Like <laughs> and that's really what life is about, right? The journey. Yeah, it's not, yeah, the it's not about the journey. Yeah, yeah, it's about the journey. Um, so, where were we? Oh, Wade Boggs' car. <laughs> that's where it was. Um, so. Of course, the, the the wind is perfectly blows. Uh, Dennis, actually, there I have perfectly in my notes, nice. too, yeah, so that it. works. Okay. Perfectly leads Dennis into the asylum. The car is blown up a set of stairs, which is, I think, impossible. But it goes <laughs> up a set of stairs into the asylum. Dennis follows it in. As soon as Dennis enters the asylum, he gets assaulted by Mitch, like, instantly, who is now armed with a power drill and has, like, a 10-inch drill bit attached to it. Uh, Dan starts begging for his life by offering Mitch Boggs baseball cards. He's rattling off. Here's take this card, baseball player name. Take this card, baseball player one name. One of them was Jack Clark. Was it? I yes. missed. He was one of my. He was my favorite Cardinal as a kid. Jack Clark, first baseman for the Cardinals. Fuck all Jack the, the Ripper. Yeah. Fuck yeah, man. Yeah. When when we were in Ellis grade school, uh, when we go outside in recess and everybody play baseball, everybody like, you know what? You imagine yeah. who you are. Almost every kid in St. Louis was like, I'm Ozzy Smith. I want to be Ozzy Smith. And I'm like, you can fight over Ozzy Smith because I'm Jack motherfucking. I didn't say motherfucking. I was like third grade. <laughs> but like, I'm Jack Clark. I always been Jack Clark. Uh, Vince Coleman. Vince I, Coleman. W- I was a Vince Coleman. You were Vince fanatic. Coleman. I, I was Jack Clark and uh, Andy Van Slyke. I liked him oh, a lot. Yeah, he was um, Pirates though. I no. For a he, short time, he was a Cardinal. He was. A, I loved him. I, the day I learned that Andy Van Slyke got traded to the Pirates. I literally cried in my driveway. Wow. That was the, my first time that I, I was exposed and became aware of trading players. I just like, once you're, car- you're a Cardinal. You're like, a Cardinal. You're, that's yeah. who you are. You don't go anywhere. Uh, and I realized that like, oh my, how do you get rid-? And I, I cried in my driveway when I heard it. And I think I did it again when Jack Clark left. I, uh. Uh, I, I remember in second grade, we had to write letters to like celebrities or something like that or fa- fa- famous people. I wrote a letter to Jack Clark. <laughs> and it was he was on the DL apparently because he was hurt. And I remember him saying, "I'm sorry to hear." And I didn't know how to spell uh for somebody. I didn't know how to spell wound or no injury. I didn't know how to spell injury. I don't think you know how to spell injury now. I N J U R Y. Okay. <laughs> uh, I didn't know how to spell injury back then. So I said, "I'm sorry you got wounded." Like he was a fucking <laughs> like a war hero. <laughs> like sorry you got shot, played first base, or going around second. Like sorry you got wounded. <laughs> Baseball's a tough sport. <laughs> tough sport back in the 80s, man. All right, anyway, let's move on. 
But yeah, Andre Dawson, Jack Clark were two, two of the names two, that I okay, recognized. I missed the names. And then, I can't believe you didn't pick up on Jack Clark. I, I, sh- I did watch this movie twice. I watched it twice too, but the second time I was kind of checked out. Um, plus, I'm watching like on my laptop, the volume turned down because my four-year-old is like in the room. So I'm like, I'm yeah. trying to like, sneak this in. Um, so anyway, uh, it, it, Mitch dr- kills Dennis by drilling into Dennis's forehead with, with the drill. Blood sprays everywhere. Uh, it looks pretty good. This one actually looks much better than the it other. It looks really good. The drill a, actually goes in. You can't really see the prosthetic. Yeah, it's um, a quality kill. It's pretty, yeah, it is solid. And as he dies, because he's yelling out baseball players, you have this person. He goes, his final words are, Pete Rose! And then he dies, and then blood falls on the Pete Rose baseball card. It's funny, because it is a Pete Rose it is baseball a, yeah, card. Yeah, it's a real card. Base, it's Pete Rose. Topps cards, which Tops. I had those exact same Those cards. were the best. Tops yeah. were the best. I remember those. those that and, was like, I think that was the 86 run that had like the name of the team and the black border on top, and the rest of the car was white. They were fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Those are my favorite cards. Goddamn baseball cards. I think those are the 86 run. Yeah, I think you're and right. And then the 87 ones were the ones that had, like, I think the, the wood, wood trim, which yes. were like, eh, but uh, yeah. Remember yeah. Donruss? Yeah, Donruss. Donruss and Tops. Those were the, the two big yeah. ones. Uh, Donruss wasn't bad either. They weren't bad. They were, yeah. That was always, always second run, second rate to me. It was always Tops yeah. first, then Donruss. But I still got some Donruss cards. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, yeah, he's dead. God, we're talking about a lot of other stuff. Because <laughs> this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony! Yeah! <laughs> um, so next we get a shot of a uh, scene, uh, a shot of uh, Mitchell lighting candles on like a makeshift shrine that he's made to Judy. And on it is Judy's decaying severed hand, which I guess he kept from the accident. How that is not, that hand would have been picked up with her body when they were picked up at the accident site. There's well, a- I'll give him a hand. Ah, uh, wah, 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 wah. Because... It kind of ties in with the, you know, the horror of the 80s, like having a piece of your fallen person, like uh, Pamela Voorhees, how Jason kept her head. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how, like one maybe, example. I mean, right, maybe I'm, I'm grasping at straws <laughs> yeah. here, Marshall. Um, give me give me time and go through my Rolodex of <laughs> 80s horror movies, which is fucking gigantic. I, I'm sorry to have the recall. I didn't take my medicine today. Okay. <laughs> Uh, but he picks up her severed hand and starts like rubbing it up against his face, and that, that's it. We cut to Mike finding Tina and Rapunzel up on the roof, and he demands to know what they did with Darnell. Uh, Tina's eating fried chicken. Which, where the fuck she get that from? Like, I, at this point, I would have been surprised if she's like killed a chicken and like cooked it up on the roof somehow, some way. Like, if they would have shown, like that's her style. Like, if they would have shown her do that, I'm like, okay, that's cool. just Tina. That's just I get, Tina. I went like no qualms. I'm like, all right, that's her. Whatever. Tina being Tina. Yeah, Tina being. But she, somehow she's eating fried chicken up there, and uh, the girls tell like, they, hey, we haven't seen Darnell. We didn't do anything. Mike doesn't believe him. Tina gets pissed off at this. And so begins the epic rumble on the roof. Uh, Tina attacks Mike by first slapping the fuck out of him. And this leads to a fight between the two of them. And Tina is straight up taking it to Mike. She's punching him. She's kicking him. She's like leaping on trying to bite his neck. And Mike's just kind of like being like a douche. He's just a tool. He's 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 defending himself. A little bit. Yeah. She is straight up kicking his ass. Ass. You can tell there's probably no stunt coordinator on this because it's like the punches and kicks are landing and sometimes they're way off. Way off. They're they're like really like. But that might not be a stronger. That just could be shitty cinematography and like yeah. bad camera angles. And some of them look like they're fucking 
Yeah. Like, like she's smacking the shit out. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like legit. She's like taking it to those her. kicks that she's throwing. It makes me think of what's that Japanese wrestler? Asuka, Asaka, uh, Asuka, Asuka. Yeah, it makes me think of like her. Like I'm like Jesus Christ. She's throwing those kicks with like Reckless, like, like yeah. quality kicks. Yeah. And I'm like, and she could have been a she could have been a worker. She could have been a wrestler. <laughs> she could have had a career there. Yeah. Um, she's ahead of her time. She, she she's ahead, of her, ahead time. of her time. Yes. Uh, she could have made a. She could her tag team with uh oh god what was uh oh uh uh, 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 uh Luna Luna uh oh Luna Luna uh, the the blonde girl yes uh, I know exactly what you're talking v, about V her last name was the V I don't remember I, she was she ran but, with Gangrel and the Brood yeah but she yeah. was like the, and she, I think she was Bam Bam Bigelow for the while Luna Vashon or Vashon or something like that Could be. you know what I'm talking about wrestling fans. that would have been a hell of a women's tag team back then that would have been insane yeah uh anyway so. They get into a fight. She's kicking the shit out of him. At one point, he she has him up against, like up on top of like the little wall roof that hangs over the ledge. She's he's and she's like spreads and just bam, punch him right in the junk, just square on. It looked solid, dude. It made me kind of go, ooh, mm. like I get felt like get that little yeah, nausea. She, she's beating him up, gets him on that wall, and his leg. He's trying to like catch his balance so his legs are apart, and she wham right in oh. there. It's oof, brutal. And this sends him over the top. No, no, oh, wait, she wait, wait. pushes right. him over. The... He gets incapacitated, and she pushes. So him over basically, the top. she's trying to murder him now. She is literally pushing him off the edge of the roof, and he's there, left there dangling three stories up, hanging by his hands on the roof. All um, while this fight is going on, Godiva or is it Godiva? Rap- or no, Rapunzel. Rapunzel is just. Fawning over Darnell. She's just having like wet daydreams about. It. She's like, oh, he's so dreamy. Oh, I love him. I bet if he has, does he have safe sex? Mm, I wonder if he's even had sex. Ooh. Oh, we're going to have such beautiful kids. Oh, Darnell. Below the waist, she's a lake. Yeah. She's, <laughs> Jason could drown in that lake. <laughs> <laughs> um, at this point, uh, yeah, her burning loins just can't take anymore. And she gets up and runs off in search of Darnell. As Tina just laughs about Mike hanging off the About side to of the die. Like, literally about to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Kiki and Charlotte see Mike hanging off the roof while Tina laughs in his face. Uh, and again, their reaction to seeing their friend and boyfriend in grave danger is so lackluster. And like, and even from Charlotte, who's actually the one who becomes a good actress out of this. This is her first movie. But it's just like, oh, is that Mike hanging off the roof Isn't about to die? Is that Mike getting in a fight with that dyke up there? Yeah. They uh, kept calling her a dyke. Yeah. So, uh, and, and just like Kiki's still calling Mike mom. She's like, hey, mom, hold on, mom. We're coming for you, mom. Um, at this point, that gets Kiki and Char to head into the asylum. Uh, and I don't know. They, they head in. All right. Sorry. We need to take a quick break and uh, we'll be right back. All right, we're back. Sorry about that little break. Uh, just like we'll break the flow of this up like those goddamn black and white movies do this movie. Um, <laughs> so, like I said, Charlotte at this point, they, they, and Kiki head into the asylum, and Charlotte calls the asylum a labyrinth and says a labyrinth is the symbol of inner consciousness, a common archetype. Stay here. I'll meet you later. This could take a couple sessions. And then Charlotte just leaves Kiki by herself and wanders off alone. I'm like, what the fuck? Was that psycho babble nonsense? And like, 
I, I, I get what they're trying to do, but seriously, like, if you're telling me that by wandering around this abandoned asylum, it's somehow going to help Charlotte find some kind of inner peace or give her some kind of epiphany about the secrets of the universe, like, it's just so fucking fucktarded. Like, I can't... <laughs> You're trying not I'm to... trying for you, but god damn it, this thing's making it so hard. It's so hard. I, I don't get it. You're like... an obvious product of the 80s, man. Back when you can throw the word retard around so freely. But yeah, it's it's. I appreciate the effort. Alright, so... Uh, anyway, Kiki just like, no, don't leave me here. And she runs off and she follows Charlotte. We cut back to Rapunzel... Uh, who opens some door and finds Godiva's melted skull hanging upside down from a string from a ceiling, and, and she screams. Uh, Mike hears the screams and thinks it's Kiki, which then suddenly gives him, like, superhuman boost of strength and adrenaline, which then allows him to fling himself up and over the edge of the roof. And like he was Tina. And Tina, like he was goddamn Spider-Man. I liked it. <laughs> that was pretty funny. Uh... Yeah, so it's it's fucking weird. It, he just launches through yeah, the air. Yeah, like he shot of a cannon. Uh, Mitch again comes out from the bathroom stall and attacks Rapunzel. Uh, this time, this is fucking lame as hell. This is one. This is up there with the Darnell one. This is probably worse than the Darnell one. But he strangles her with a stethoscope. And this dumb fucktard bitch has zero fucking reaction to this because she thinks it's Darnell at first. And she's, she's getting murdered, and she legit says, Is that you, Darnell? Oh, I just thought we could have a few dates. You know, one-on-one, -on -one, that's all. And then she dies. So she thinks, one, that Darnell, the guy she's suddenly in love with, is murdering her. And on top of that, she instead of like, Holy fuck, this guy's killing me. She's like, Oh, I guess we just won't go on those dates. I'm sorry. And she goes with it. I guess I'll just let you kill me. It's so... It's it's just weak. I'm sorry. It's, it's retarded. I can't take it. It's fucking retarded. Ah! I can't. It's. I just sit here and shake my head at you. I know. I'm sorry. But social justice warriors reunite. <laughs> Unite. Cancel Marshall Hampton. Oh, get your cancel culture out of here. Get that shit showed up your ass. Just uh, tell me about it, dude. Dude, I'm so. Uh, like I'm a liberal guy. I kind of fucking can't stand that shit. Drives me fucking crazy. So. By far the worst death scene in this movie. Yeah, yeah. It's garbage. And again, it's almost an instant. It's not quite an instant choke out, but it's pretty close to being instant choke. If yeah. it wasn't for her one line about, oh, you darn now, I thought we just go on a date, it would be an instant choke out. Damn, I can't even remember the movie we watched last week. Uh, wasn't it Night of a Thousand Cats? Yes. Yes. The the, the choke out. The instant choke out. Yes, with the uh, uh, the scarf. Yes, yes, yes. yes. I do. I completely drew a blank. I'm How could you forget that movie? That drank a lot this that weekend, movie's man. amazing. Drink a lot this weekend. <laughs> uh, so now we cut to Mike running around looking for Kiki while Tina follows after him. Uh, and then we just go, go back to Charlotte and Kiki wandering around. Mike comes running up to them, thrilled that Kiki's all right. Uh, Kiki's like, Mike, I'm scared. Mommy, I'm scared. I want to leave. Uh, but next, the very next shot is of them of the three of them going up more stairs instead of out the goddamn door. Like, are you kidding me? Like, you want to leave? Leave! There's there's literally nothing holding any of these people here. There's, like, no doors left on the building. All the windows are broken. Half the walls are crumbling. You could probably walk through them anyway. 
and they could just walk out anytime like let's get out of here all right let's go upstairs again instead of leaving it's fucking well didn't they say didn't they say they were gonna look for darnell and and uh no baseball cards dennis yeah with double D's, they did did say they did say. Yeah, they but still, it's like if she like you can say go out, fine, you go out, I'll find Darnell. You can leave. Wait for me by the car or something like that. I mean, just it's infuriating. Meanwhile, Tina is now alone and she's walking through the halls, like calling out for Rapunzel and Godiva. Rapunzel, Godiva, Rapunzel, <laughs> Godiva. Yeah, that's that's it. Rapunzel. <laughs> Godiva? I'm not kidding. That's nope. exactly how it goes. Yep. Uh, we cut to Charlotte now telling Mike and Kiki to stay put while she goes off to find Tina and her bandmates to prove to them that it's them trying to scare him because they think they've they kidnapped Darnell and everything's fine. And it's like, oh, that's what Charlotte thinks. It's like, listen, I'm going to go find Tina. You guys stay here. I'll prove to you. It's just them messing with us. There's nothing to worry about. So that's, again, lazy writing an excuse to get Charlotte to go off by herself. Um, so she doesn't get very far before bumping into Tina. Uh, Charlotte accuses Tina of messing with them and says that they just have, I kind of like this line. Charlotte says, we have just as much right as you to trespass here. Uh, I'm like, okay, that's kind of funny. Fair I, enough. Yeah, fair enough. Um, Tina tells, tells Charlotte that her friends are missing too, but Charlotte pretty much just ignores Tina and like, She's Goes like, off on again. She's like, it's mass delusion in here. Yeah, thank you. Okay, and, okay let's bring that and, up for and, a second. It's like for someone who's a psych, who, who apparently is the daughter of two psychologists and also someone who studies the mind as well, somehow makes the dramatic leap that, that this is mass hysteria, mass delusion, instead of just being a rational fucking human being and be yeah. like, oh shit, our friends are missing, her friends are missing, something is a something is amiss, something's wrong. Let's join forces, search for people, or get the fuck out. Yes. But no, she jumps to just the crazy delusion that it's mass hysteria, mass delusion. Mass delusion. Um, God so, damn it. Yeah, I, I have more of that coming up in a second here because that gets me too. So she walks, she, she immediately leaves Tina and goes through a door. And in this room, she's... Face, she finds Mitch who's like lounging around, is holding a power bone saw now. Yeah, he's, like, he's like lounging in a... In a Barca lounger without a... It's just a without, metal frame. Yeah, exactly. Without, without the, the, cushion. the cushion. Yeah. Yeah. And in comes Charlotte in her tiny vagina. Yeah. <laughs> he, he's, 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 he's like, oh, time for me to get up. Yeah. Um. So he gets up and starts approaching her. And now this is where Charlotte, like I said, is supposed to be the smart one. But she again, she turns to a brain dead fucktard as well. Because she's looking right at this guy who she thinks is a fucking zombie or who looks like a goddamn zombie, holding a bone saw, and instead of running right back through the door to where Tina was and let's get the fuck out of here, she's like, she starts walking up to him because she thinks he's a delusion, which in itself is fucking wrong because she's the smart psychology girl. She would know that he wouldn't be a delusion. He would be a hallucination. They're different. She should know that, and so should these lame-ass writers. Get your shit right, people. God damn it. Good rant. Good rant. So anyway. <laughs> Charlotte in her tiny vagina. Yes. Starts to realize that he's not a hallucination and starts to try bargaining with him for her life, offering him discounts on therapy sessions, saying she knows some great Freudians, Jungians, and how about some nice shock treatment? 
seeing that this is not working, instead of running back out the door to where Tina's standing, she decides to just stand there and scream like an idiot. She just sits in a chair. She like backs up and sits in the. It's a huge room. Yeah, it's Gigantic a massive. It's room. like a yeah. And there's one like an atrium chair. or something. It's giant. There's one chair, and she just backs right into that one single chair and sits down and just starts screaming as he slowly approaches. Yes. Um, and like I said, but Tina is outside, is around the other side of the door, and should be hearing her all the screaming, but nothing. Uh, Mitch walks up to Charlotte and just cuts into her face with the bone saw, nearly cutting her entire lower jaw off completely. What did he cut her up with? Uh, I said a bone saw. Bone saw is ready. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> bone saw to the face. And oh my god, it actually is a fun this, effect. This is probably the best effect in the movie. It looks pretty damn good, all things considered. Uh, however, I'm not 100% sure this would actually kill you. Uh, it would fuck you up. I don't know if you'd be insta-dead from this. It would really fuck you up, man. Oh, it'd be fucking I mean, bad, but I mean, it's just cutting your bone, teeth, and maybe your so, tongue, but there's yeah, no vital he, organs. He, he, he not... shoves the bone saw kind of like into her jaw. Uh, in between the top and bottom parts of the jaw and cuts in there. And it's cool effect. Her mouth is like flapping and up and down. And there's flaps of skin going. It, yeah, it's, it, it looks good it's for this brutal. movie. It's really it's brutal. brutal looking. You might be onto something. I mean, it would definitely not be insta-kill. The only thing you could do is bleed out from it. Yeah. Because there are still a lot of Yeah, veins I mean, there's still and, blood. You're yeah. still bleeding your mouth. But I mean, it's not like you're hitting the jugular or the femoral artery and you're going to bleed out instantly. I agree. But and, there's a lot of vascularity And there's there. no yeah, because there's so much vital blood organs. That, yeah, there's so much blood that goes to your head, to your brain. Yeah. So much. I mean, it's constantly flooded with blood. There's a lot of residual blood. I don't know. Like, you're right. I don't think it'd be an insta-kill. Yeah. I think it would be a horrific, horrific wound. And no, she gosh. may have passed out from the pain because I imagine that was fucking brutally painful. Yeah. So let's just say she might be alive. She might be alive and f- just really fucked yeah. up. So is she, that a kill? I mean, we have to assume it is. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah. Um, so it turns out Tina did maybe possibly hear the screaming because she does enter the room now. Uh, and seeing Mitchell, she says, hey, I don't know what you want, but you got the wrong guy. Mitch looks at her, and he's about to try to kill Tina. But then we hear Mike, who comes running up from the hallway at the far, far side of the room. We can see him way in the background come running up. Um, and this scares off Mitch. Yeah, Mitch, like, seeing this, Mitch says to Tina, you lucked out, Spikehead, this time. And then he then he leaves. That's not the first time she's been called Spikehead. No, Darnell called her Spikehead. Yeah, and it's like she, she doesn't have Spikehead. Get a job head. as a porcupine. <laughs> <laughs> That's his line. Uh, her her hair isn't that spiky. It's like, really not. It's 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 it's, it's more it's, like she's got a giant Rapunzel braid on one side, a poof of curly permed hair, like and then one spike. and like a few like little. It's not like punk rock spike. It's just a few like. There's a maybe technically you could call him spike, but it's not that spike. Yeah, I I did not find. Very I didn't understand where the spike came. Yeah, I didn't I didn't get either. It, it, it's, it's like if you're gonna call her spike, have your hair designer give her some fucking spiky right. hair then. Because it's not. Um, so anyway, Mitch runs off. Mike runs into the room, sees Tina standing behind Charlotte's dead body. Mike calls Tina a sick fuck, thinking that she killed Charlotte. Uh, Tina tries to tell him that it wasn't her, that it was this other dude. 
But Mike isn't listening and says, you're in big trouble, torpedo tits. Torpedo tits. Because she's wearing a semi-kind of pointy bra like I, via I, Madonna. I, lo- I loved it. I wanted to call her torpedo tits since the beginning of this fucking episode. <laughs> but I didn't know if you had something like a good gag for torpedo tits. But fuck, that made me so happy. <laughs> torpedo tits. I felt so third grade. I fucking loved it. <laughs> Uh, it, this ride is very third grade. Like this was like something I swear, like you could have gotten these from a third grader. Um, so now more screaming is heard somewhere else. Hearing this, Mike takes off running back the way he came, uh, and he runs through the halls looking for Kiki. He finds her in the bathroom screaming because she's found Darnell's dead body in a tub. Uh, more black and white footage breaking up the flow again. Cut to Tina wandering around the, and calling out for her pals again. And I swear it's the exact same footage we saw earlier. It, it's like the same hallway. I think she looks in the same door and leans over on the same foot that we saw the first time. Godiva? Yeah. Rapunzel? Yeah. Uh, until she comes to a room and finds Rapunzel dead in a tub with Godiva's severed head, severed melted head hanging from the string still. Tina gasps and then she vomits. And then we just cut to Mike and Kiki in the asylum chapel praying. Sure. Instead of getting the fuck out of there. They're praying. That's hey, let's take some time to pray. Let's say a little prayer. What? By this time, I'm hammered. And I've watched <laughs> I've watched this movie twice. And each time I'm fucking hammered. And I'm just trying to make sense of what's happening, and I can't. Yeah, it's I don't understand this at all. Um and then we see uh shots of Mitch lurking about spying on Mike and Kiki as they oh, pray and in the chapel. Let's talk about him lurking. Yeah. As he lurks, it's the same music over and over and over and over again. He goes, yeah, same heavy, deep breathing crap. Same music. There's yeah. some other weird sound effects. Like they, they throw some weird shit in here. Because for some reason, every now and then, they throw in like coyotes howling. Like, like, where's that yes. come from? Are Why? Oh, 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 what? Is this like a werewolf movie now? Why is there, like, Coyote Sally? I know when, they're not wolves, but stay, it's, god damn it. And when they were outside doing their picnic outside the Santorum, it was like jungle, like, <laughs> like crazy, like, like jungle this, again, sounds. Are they trying to be, like, tropical birds? Yeah, like, are they trying to, like, be funny? And, I like, think they are. I, I think they are. Because this movie, uh, I'm going to try to remember getting this at, at the end, but god damn, it's a movie doesn't. Pick a lane. Pick, yes. It's like trying to, it's swerving between the two or Ryan, trying to Ryan between the two lanes. Like, if you're going to go campy slapstick, go full bore slappy campstick. If you're trying to be serious, go serious. Cause it's not doing either one well at all. And it's just, it's making the whole thing a fucking mess. Like, it's just, anyway, I'll, I'll try to come back to that later. If I remember. Um, so Kiki ends her prayer. <laughs> this made me laugh too. Cause it's, it's fucking dumb. Uh, answer prayer saying, God, if you get me through this, I'll give you anything I want. Money, sex, a charge card at Bloomies. What? So now you're, you're propositioning God with sex? And, and a card to Bloomingdale. <laughs> yeah, Bloomingdale. Like, like, here's a credit card and some sex. You're turning God in like pretty woman and a prostitute. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> what the fuck? Like, who does that? 
Who again? Who thinks I just, I'm just hearing Roy Orbison in the background <laughs> right now as God is like sinking into the tub, like with headphones on. Like <laughs> he goes in the big show. Like, you just made the biggest mistake of your life. Huge, huge. <laughs> <laughs> Shit, we're showing our cards a lot today, aren't we? <laughs> Sex in the City fans. And the T, what Tina gonna do the gag like the the, the necklace box? God's gonna reach for next. She's gonna she's gonna slap her. <laughs> God's gonna laugh like a little schoolgirl. Jesus Christ! <laughs> All right, so Mitch pulls out a bottle of something from his doctor's bag and then fills a large syringe with the liquid from the bottle. And that's it. I, we don't know yeah, what's it's, in there. It's, I hate that. And it's just, it's a, like a giant, comically big bottle for the bag he pulls out. It's like another gag or something. I, maybe it's supposed to be a gag. I don't know, but it's that's the scene. We jump to Tina. Who rips a pipe or a pole or something off this wall, off a wall to use as a weapon, which is the smartest thing anyone has ever done in this movie so far. Uh, then we go right back to Mike and Kiki wandering around some more. And again, I guess this is where I go on the rabbit. Why the fuck is them just left yet? Because like I said, the windows are all broken. I've already given this rant, but it, this is where I wrote in my notes. Because like, God, there's literally nothing keeping them here. No doors are locked. They're not barred in. They're not trapped. They can leave at any time they want to, but they don't. And at this point, if all your friends are missing, like literally all of them, all, there's three of them have gone missing now. At that point, you're like, you know what? We just need to go get some fucking help. That's the best thing we can do is leave and get help and come back like the cops or something. And they don't. So, uh, I mean, I mean, seriously, what? I don't know. The, the fuck are you doing? That's all I got to say. I, I, I can't figure anything else out about it. So we'll move on. The next several scenes and minutes are just made up of more of of uh, of, of, of the remaining characters wandering around and just up and down hallways yeah, and, and shit. Yeah, I feel like this is the movie kind of lost steam. Yeah, at this point, it really it, I think it, it does too. And this is supposed to be when you're supposed to be like really ratcheting up towards your crescendo, yeah, like towards the end. And I'm already like, it, I feel like I'm spinning wheels. Here. Yeah, I'm just like, I agree okay, with that. Come on, come on, come on. What's happening? Um. It finally ends when Mitch leaps out and stabs Mike in the neck with a syringe and injects him with whatever is in the in the uh, in it. and I guess it knocks him out. And he falls he falls down seemingly dead. Yeah, seemingly you know because dead. I mean if you're from a medical field, you can inject people with all kinds of, and kill them pretty fucking quick. You know if you have the if you just pull up a ridiculously huge dose, I mean you could do that with fucking insulin. Yeah, you know I mean you just have to. You also just do it with an empty syringe and pump air into them. Uh, If you hit the right spot, yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's like, you know, a giant dose of whatever drug you want will do that, sure. And so he he falls down seemingly dead. Yes. And then it cuts to Mitch tying Kiki to an old bed, uh, which this bed is weird because it's an old hospital gurney. And then on the gurney is like a stretcher. And then above the stretcher, upside inverted is like one of these like is like the half round like inversion tables like that you would tie somebody to and then like they you know it spin around it they could lay like upside down or you know facing yeah. the floor so it's like three things like jerry rigged together into one weird thing. I don't it, hate it. Yeah, I guess I don't hate it either. It's just weird. Um, so Kiki's being tied up there, and then he just leaves her there. And heads down to his underground maintenance tunnels and back to his lair. Because he's got to so, finish his fucking movie. Yes! Like, what? Are you kidding me? This is more black and white fucking bullshit. But what the fuck, man? I mean, I 
don't get this at all. I mean, he okay, so we've got this whole movie. He's obsessed with Judy. And you, so you got the girl who's her spitting image, whether you know she's her daughter or not. But you got Judy back. You tie her up to a bed. You have what you want. He's like, oh, I'm going to go finish this shitty movie now. Back in my lairs. See ya. Like, it's what? a cliffhanger. I've got to finish it. What I just is can't... going on? Like, I don't get this at all. And he doesn't even say anything. He just, no, leaves. It's just like, leaves her. That would be funny. That would be much they, more fun like, if he's like, right I, I can't wait to get my hands on you, but I've got to finish this movie. i got to see what happens. You know, something like that. i got to return it to the video store before midnight. Yes! Yes! <laughs> I don't al- want the late fees. It's already late. <laughs> <laughs> I can't get any more late fees. That would be funny. That would be funny. But he just... Turns and leaves her there. I, I don't. I, I blew my mind when I saw that. I just. I what this shit is happening. Can someone explain this to me? I don't. I don't get it. So, one of this movie she's watching. This is the only one I pick up is, is a clip from um, Sweeney Todd. Uh, that's the only movie I recognize. Not the Johnny Depp one. The old black and white one, obviously. But it's a Sweeney Todd movie. Um. Also, at this point. I, I want to. We commented at the very beginning when we first see it, but Mitch's facial makeup and prosthetics at this point are much worse than they were when they when he first saw. When I first, I'm like, oh, it's not too bad. It looks okay. But when we first saw it, it was fresh. There was blood on to kind of hide a lot of the the uh, imperfections. Uh, thank you, imperfections. Some of the flaws on, and now it's just like dried. It just just there's no moisture to it. It looks dry and crusty. It just does not look good anymore. Yeah, it looks. Hokey. It looks real hokey. It looks at this hokey, point. but at the same time, I was like, eh, and I, maybe, I let it slide. And they, I, it didn't bother me. If they didn't like show his face so much, deliver these shitty one-liners, and they get more of a mystery about it, glimpse here, glimpse here, then it wouldn't be bad. But it's they focus on him so much just in the face that it just exposes how bad this looks now. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, I, I, I totally agree. But at the same time, I'm, I'm taking it with a pinch of salt. You know, I'm just like, whatever. So we cut back to Mike, who turns out to still be alive, and he's crawling along yeah, the all floor. Of a sudden, all of a sudden, he's alive. Like, again, it's just... It, it... I thought he was dead. Yeah. Like, when I saw him get injected with some giant amount of rando drug. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, okay, well, he's dead. That was a lame death. But I was kind of happy to see him crawling around. Yeah. Uh, you were happy to see that? Because it's like... Well, another... I guess you get a better chance of a, a duel, yes, a mulligan a, of a, death. A re- yes, a mulligan. A, a mulligan <laughs> of death, yes. Um, so... But up comes Mitch, who just kind of stands over him, looking at him, and kind of giggles a bit. And then it just jumps to Mitch carrying an unconscious Mike over his shoulder into the autopsy room where Kiki's tied up. Mitch places Mike on the metal embalming table. And Mitch turns uh, turns to Kiki and shouts, now, now what we've all been waiting for. But then he just stands there looking down at Mike as Mike comes to. So what are we waiting for? What have we all been waiting for? You just stand there and do nothing. But and the thing, he never straps Mike down to the table either. He never ties them. He never restrains them. He just lays them on the table. So Mike has full ability to get up at any point and get away. But he doesn't. He just lays there the whole time. The only thought I had is that he's so drugged and he's so out of it that he, you know, he's he's not gonna, you know, he doesn't have the wherewithal to move. Yeah. I thought that's, that's, that's the only thing. Said, I mean, he, he does get the wherewithal real quick here, pretty so. Because um, anyway, Mike is barely able to speak. He's like, "You're the one who killed those 
doctors. That's basically that's the line delivered, and uh, it's it's terrible. You did a good job. Mitch takes <laughs> Mitch makes some joke about malpractice insurance, and Mike continues to just lay there, just like I said, not being restrained at all. He just lays there. Mitch takes off Mike's shoes, which I'm sure was a big turn on for Aaron because he gets some bare feet here. Uh, 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 no, it's Charlotte's feet. Thank you so much. I thought it was just feet in general. No, not feet in general. No, hairy toes. Fuck that shit. <laughs> you said not a hobbit lover? I want smooth, soft, silky, suck on toe kind of feet. Okay. Yeah. And Mike's into it for you? Absolutely not. Okay. No, you give me Charlotte any day. All right. I just, I just want to know where the line is. Because that, those scenes where they were like sunbathing, quote mm-hmm. unquote, where they're just laying around in fucking shit. But weren't she in her shoes the whole time? No, she wasn't. Oh, okay. Trust me. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm, I trust <laughs> on that one. I'm, sh- I'm sure you noticed. <laughs> um, so then Mitch, he pulls off the shoes and he pulls out like this giant, I don't know what to call it, scissors, but they look more like super heavy dude, like wire cutters yes, or something. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what they they're are. Not, they're, they're wire cutters. They're yeah. big, big wire cutters, like heavy duty shit. Um, Mitch starts reciting like the, the whole, this little piggy thing. This little piggy went to market. Yeah. Clip. And then cuts off Mike's big toe, which does look pretty goddamn good and yes. properly painful. Yeah. And this is what I'm saying. This Mike screams like, ah! Like, so he's obviously... Coherent now. Now, this shit would wake you up. Yeah. And again, he just, this is what I'm saying. He continues to just lay there. He's not like, holy fuck, this guy just cut my toe off. Let me get the hell out of here. Because just at this point, just one toe. It hurts like hell. But you can clearly get up. You can kick him. You can sit up. You can roll off the table. You can do a whole plethora of things. But he choose, he just fucking lays there. At minimum, roll off the table. Yeah. Make it hard for the guy. Yeah. Jesus Christ. So, cut to Tina, still wandering around, then back to Mitch, cutting off more toes, back to Tina, back to Mitch, cutting off more toes, and Mitch is about to cut off the last The pinky toe. The pinky toe. Wee, 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 all the way home. When he looks up (laughs) and sees Tina standing there armed with that large pole or pipe or whatever it is, and Tina says, okay, sucker, let's do it. And Tina advances towards Mitch, who backs away yeah, from her. Yeah, like, Tina's a bad motherfucker, man. Tina backs him into the corner, saying, show me what you've got. Show me what you got. <laughs> <laughs> I did love that. I love Tina in the situation. Yeah. Because, dude, Tina's been the only, like, I agree. She's the, the only saving grace. She's the glue keeping this movie together. Yeah. And when she finally has a showdown, you don't know exactly how it's going to go, but she's like, Fuck you! Yeah. <laughs> just comes charging at him as Tina would. Yes. I love Tina. Tina, yeah, I agree. Um, so Mitch then grabs a fire axe saying, this is what I've got, and this is what you're going to get. Dude, she lets him grab it. It's like he, yeah. she backs him up, backs him up. back. She's backing him up over like, like across two rooms. Yeah. He finally comes up to it, and she like stands and waits for him. Yeah, to elbow, no, like to elbow clearly, open the glass. Yeah, it's like there's clearly like, she has she has all day long to start wailing on him with that pipe, but she gives him the opportunity to break the glass and get. The I don't think he breaks the glass. I think he just opens the door. Well, whatever. But, but yeah, he, he just he she lets him get it. Yeah. Um, he swings the fire axe at, her and she blocks it with her pole. And this leads to a pretty poor-looking fight between but, the two of them. Dude, it looks but dangerous. It, it's very well. That's why I think it's so poor. Because I think there's no stunt. People are like, all right, you're gonna so swing this axe at her. There's a moment <laughs> where like she ducks into the swing, like not away from the swing. She ducks into the swing, and it barely misses her. And I'm like, I I got nervous. <laughs> like, holy shit! <laughs> like, damn, it was so close to hitting her head. 
so and the guy the the actor is swinging this axe and i don't know if it's a real axe or not probably was probably was for the assholes are just like let's just do this yeah but regardless, it's a blunt instrument of some sort. It came so close to hitting her head. I was like, I got nervous. It just looks so amateur mm-hmm. that it made yeah. me nervous. Yeah, it's very, it's a very poor looking but fight. But it's still fun to watch. Yes. Uh, Tina does actually end up beating the shit out of Mitch, though, with her pole. Like, she gets him on the ground, and she is just, like, wailing this pole down on him. Beating the crap out of him. So she's beating the shit out of Mike. But she and makes, now she's beating the shit out of Mitch. Yeah, she's just she's an ass kicker. She man. could beat the shit out of guys with the name starting with little M, M's. letter M. <laughs> so watch out, Marshall. Yeah, I'm in trouble. <laughs> um. So, but she makes the same goddamn mistake we always see, and Aaron hates it. We all hate it. But instead of finishing off and killing him, she stops her beatdown to go try to untie Kiki. Bitch, she ain't going anywhere. Kill the killer, yes. then go on tire. Like, what the fuck are you doing? Seriously, what was that? What? What, what is it? The, the fuck are you doing? Yes. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, I mean, by God. Um. So, anyway, Tina does get Kiki and tied, and the two of them go to leave. But then Tina bumps into some switch, which turns on, like, something that looks like an industrial kitchen dishwasher. It looks like a goddamn kitchen dishwasher. Like, have you seen, like, a school cafeteria that has, like, a little conveyor belt that push the dishes through? And how the fuck does she fall on it? Thank you! For some reason, like, I don't know. One, why is it in in an autopsy room and still working? And then... But and then I don't know how she like she, magically she, she gets, accidentally turns it on. She like bumps it with her hip, and then she's like magically just on top of the. And then belt. she's just on it. There's no reason for it to be on. You don't see anything like pull her hair and like drag her on. She doesn't fall onto it. She's just like turned on. Like oh, let me lay on this conveyor yes, belt. Like, yes, that's, that's what happens. Like it, there's no reason for her to be on this thing, but she is. And it's, it's, oh, it's infuriating. And the conveyor belt goes on and on. It's like a mile long. There's so much opportunity for so her much. to just, like, get off of this Yes! Yes! It's, it's, it goes just all the way around the room. straight like, up it's and go, see, like, huh. Ford, Maybe, like, the wow. Ford Motor Factory. Like, there should be, like, just going through an entire factory. <laughs> like an assembly, assembly line. line. Yeah. It's that long. She could easily just, like Mike, just roll off the goddamn thing. But she and lays on it and just screams the whole she time. she has no excuse. She's not drugged. No. She just beat the shit out of the no. killer. All she has to do is just, she can just sit up and go, huh. Yeah. Wow. And she gets okay. so, she, despite that she has ample time opportunity to roll off the fucking thing. Um, she finally, at one point she finally ends up going through like some kind of like big metal box at the end of it. And when she comes out the other side, she's been turned into a giant cube of meat with a hand, a foot, some hair, and a giant metal spring sticking out of it. I don't get it. It's fucking ridiculous. Like what the fuck I was that? <laughs> what? If that's not a dishwasher, what kind of machine was that? What is it? Why would that be in an autopsy room? It's, it's like, like, do they feed, like, a junkyard has car crushers. You put a car in, you turn it into a cube to save space. Are they, like, cubing people to save space? What is this? Is this, like, the Soylent Green factory? Is that where Soylent Green comes from? I don't know. As a medical <laughs> professional, I will say that no. <laughs> There's no human meat making machine cube. What is making, this? But I kind of loved it. <laughs> I, know, I was like, the only thing to make this better or more common, if there would have been an eyeball 
And like when the yes. eyeball comes, it blinks. Oh! The eyeball blinks when it comes out. It looks back and forth. <laughs> yeah. Dude, that'd be beautiful. So, I don't know what that was, but it happened. So, Tina's dead. <laughs> Tina's dead. Um, at this point, Mitch stands back up saying, looks like the dyke has a good lawsuit. I'd be glad to handle it for a reasonable fee. Ha <laughs> ha. Giggle, giggle. Handle Because her hand's sticking out of the meat cube. I thought my hand puns were way better. <laughs> that guy's grasping at straws. Grasping uh. with his hand. That's the same, same quality shit he's giving me. <laughs> so, Kiki runs out of the room, leaving Mike. I guess at this point, Mike's just dead from blood loss from his toes. I guess we never see him again. Uh... And she starts running down various hallways. Mitch just walks after her, spraying brush freshener in his mouth and straightening his tie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really weird. I, I just, what kind of choice is that? Does the guy just dig mouth spray? Or well, is he going to he... like, make the moves on her? Yeah, he's thinking he's going to make the moves because it's Judy. Like, oh, that's my glover. I'm going to freshen myself up because we're going to have a good old time. Must have been fucking because I didn't get that, man. That's I Yeah, I don't know. I, I just wish he would have used breast breast or breath. Freshener. freshener all throughout the movie all throughout the movie yeah um or spray himself down for breeze because he's a fucking decaying zombie i yeah. mean jesus christ um so this leads like the cat and mouse chase that goes on for more too, than it needs to way too long and the, the music it's it, they use the same music at the beginning of mitch's stalking all throughout the whole movie it's the same goddamn music constantly and it's it's infuriating because you, there's there, there's no there's no change in the music yeah. So when you have the like methodical stalking, you have the same type of music, and now we're in a chase scene, and we still have the methodical stalking music. Mm-hmm. It's really irritating. It is. Um, the, well, the, the whole sound design for this movie is Horrible. just, just I don't know, bamboozled. It, it just bamboozles me. Yeah. Like I don't get the choices they make. Sorry, I, I got um, excited. <laughs> um, but Kiki actually manages to escape the asylum. And make it outside, but Mitch just continues to follow her, calling her Judy, and shouting out how much he loves her. And instead of going, trying to get back to her car to get away, Kiki heads back to the asylum and then and, and, and tries to go back through a window, but she can't rip the board off that's blocking the window, so she gets pinned against the wall by Mitch. Again, I, I'm not going to play... Christian Bale game, but God damn it, what the fuck are you doing? You know what? Fuck no. What the, the fuck are you doing? It's, it, it's worth it. God damn it. Why? You were outside. You escaped. Get to the car. But she had just back. run. Yeah, just, just run. run. But she just, she goes back to the asylum. You know, she's wearing heels. Yeah, she is wearing heels. Red heels. Red heels. Her red bikini. Yes. And denim jacket. Yes. <laughs> That's a great 80s look, man. It was such a weird, like, it looks like she should have been like a Guns N' Roses video. Yeah, it's definitely like, like, a, like a poster, like a, like, yeah, like a poster shot, poster. Um. But anyway, so where was it? Uh, Mitch catches up with her and he starts calling her uh, Judy, saying that she's come back for him. Like, you've come back for me, Judy. At this point, Kiki gives up trying to convince Mitch that she's not Judy and says, fine, I'm Judy. She plays into she it, plays which is actually smart. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'll give her that. Uh, Mitch has her pinned up against the wall and he starts like running his fingers through her hair and rubbing her shoulders while saying how beautiful she is over and over again. Uh, Kiki then knees him in the dick and runs off. And this fucking took Mitch out, dude. Yeah. He sold it like a fucking pro. When he got hit, he just... Arr! 
the best bit of acting he's done in the and entire just movie. Toppled over, which makes like me think she breaks. really need him in the junk because that's the. Be- <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you'd act that well to do it. They're, they're definitely method actors. Yes. Um. So, but again, she stops running. Where she gets back to where like, the little picnic location was, and she stops again instead of continuing on. Mitch catches up to her, but then he just drops to his knees and starts crying. And hands Kiki the newspaper clipping about her mom. And then Kiki's like, you did this all for me? You really loved my mother, didn't you? And Mitch says, we, we had it all. We were going to live together, be happy together. So, yeah, obviously, I guess they were. I don't know. I, I just don't think they were actually. Yeah, I think she was running off them. Um, Kiki responds with, yeah, but you were going to send me to boarding school while you and my mom hightailed it to Palm Beach, you slime. Which they Which mentioned is, They mentioned that in the car. Did they? Because I missed did. that. They did. They mentioned the car. It's like, I'll send my brat to boarding school. And he's like, yeah. Oh, oh and, Judy mentioned yeah, Okay. Judy mentions that. And it's like, how would she know? Thank you. That's my next note. How the fuck would Kiki know this? And... Uh, Mm. Oh, get so mad. Like, okay, so why would she know that in the first place? And if she did know that, then wouldn't she already know about Mitch that her mom was seeing him and then know who Mitch was and he would know her as well? Not thinking, oh, you're Judy. Like, oh, no, you got to be Judy's daughter. Not thinking, like, nothing makes sense here. Well, he she is, should know who he is. He is an asylum dwelling zombie but who died now, 10, who, and she's 10 years older now. So she still would have been 10. If she's 18 now, well, she, she would have been 10. Dude, people look different. Well, wait, wait, she's 18 now? At least. 10 years later, she's 18. She's 8 then. <laughs> I was going back. Your math is bad. Uh, anyway, but yes, I, she, I, I she get still it. would have known who he was and recognized. But him. she's still a child, you know. I mean, do you know what a fucking eight year old is going to look like at eighteen? He might not recognize her, but he, but I'm saying she would know who he was. Granted, that's okay. what I'm saying. Fair enough. The whole time she's but not he's like, a he's a mangled zombie. Maybe she wouldn't. Still looks like him. No, he's, we talked about how shitty he looks. Uh, There's so much prosthetics on him, Marshall. <laughs> I hate this, so I, I'm sorry. It just this is a giant plot hole. Like they should know each other at some point. And, I agree. And I he agree. should be like, "You're Judy." Like he, if, if she, if if he never knew that Judy had a daughter, then okay, I'll buy that his mental. But she knows Judy had a daughter. He knows that Kiki's around, and yeah. Kiki's around. He knows her. He wouldn't be calling her Judy. He'd be like, oh, Kiki, you look just like your mother. And now I fall in love with you because you look like your mom. That would make more sense than him trying to. Like ah, it's. I love the name Kiki. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I just thought that was a weird name to go with, but whatever. It, make, it doesn't make any sense. Moving on, Kiki picks up her mother's old hand mirror from somewhere. I guess it's there. I guess yeah, it's on the ground. Her Coke mirror. Her, the Coke mirror. Um, and then he, she just picks up and stabs Mitch in his soft wet eye hole with the end of the mirror. God but, damn! God damn! But it's not even sure. Why is the mirror still have a spike on it? Like, it's a hand mirror. It's a blunt. It's rounded at the end. But it's something like a spiked weapon, and she stabs him in the eye with it. And Mitch screams out, I love you! And then just falls to the ground dead. That's it. Kiki looks at herself in the mirror. I kind of fluffs her hair a bit. And then says, well, I've got to tell you, I have a real problem with that. And Kiki drops the mirror and just walks down the what road. What does that mean? What does that mean? <laughs> 
What does that mean? Like, I, what? She just drops the mirror and walks down the road. And as that shitty remake version of House of the Rising Sun plays again. And then we get more black and white movie footage. Uh, and then whatever black and white movie this is, that movie ends and says the end in black and white. And that's it. Uh, blackout roll credits. What the hell was that? That's the end. That's what? What? Like, uh, that's, that's Doom Asylum, guys. All right, so let's just move on to uh, favorite kills. Don't act like you didn't love it. Favorite kill. All right, so there were decent kills. There's actually a handful, you know. There, four... Yeah, there's a handful of decent well, kills. This is one, one, has one of the more higher, more higher, one of the higher body counts you've had, had lately. Had a long time, in I mean, especially since, you know, Night of a Thousand Cats that had very few. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's not really, they weren't great. And no. then. Dr. Bones didn't have anything, and, and Holla, if you hear me kill you, was pretty bad. Yeah. That had a high body count, but it was bad. But man, we've had a lot of fucking stings. We've been on st- I don't know, man. 9,000 cats. That's, well, yeah, that's yeah. still... Well, that was, it's, it's, it's I was actually thinking about watching that again last night just for shits and giggles. <laughs> but, that's on you. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, my own, that's my own mistake, my own problems. It's, it's a weird one. Anyway, um, I, I'm going to have to go with my favorite kill, Charlotte. Charlotte. Um, you know, getting a... Bone saws red, yeah, yeah, to the face. Um, getting, the, getting the old bone saw, the old Macho Man Randy Savage treatment to the face. So yeah, um, I think pretty much hands. I'd probably go with that too. Uh, Dennis probably a close second. The drill is a good, solid kill. It looks really good. Um, but yeah, I, I, I agree. Charis is the best effect. It's the most brutal. It's yeah, it's hundred percent. That's the that's my favorite yeah. kill too. Okay, speaking of a uh, bone saw, really quick. Okay. Macho Man is saying, you're going nowhere. I got you for three minutes. <laughs> and then Peter Parker says, that's a nice outfit. Did your husband make that for you? Yes. Which enrages Bonesaw into the fight that pursues. Yes. That's one of those very last homophobic jokes I can remember ever being put out in a mass movie. Hmm. And it was, what, 2000, 2001? Yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah, so that's probably the last time. Oh, it, there's, it was, God, there's more than that. Well, but, yeah. uh, but a major motion picture, a major yeah. motion picture. Like, yeah, a lot. Of, we watched a lot of indie movies, a lot of stuff. So when I saw that, I was like, ooh. <laughs> <laughs> like, I was like, ooh. I like fan myself. Like, oh, my. Wait, what do you mean? Did you just watch it recently then? Yeah, I did. I'm going to say, because when, when we watched it, when we first came out, there was no way we even looked twice at that. We are like, yeah, okay, whatever. Yeah, but now I, just, I see it and I'm like, wow. Cause that's come on. That's like just a few years out of high school, and we were, dude, we were saying gay left and right back in that time. Oh, we dude, were that's saying, gay. You're being everything's gay. gay. Everything's, everything's gay. gay. Everything's gay. Everything's gay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, come on. Do you remember we tried to do like because people were telling us not to call things gay, we would say yag and like wing our like wave our finger around. <laughs> yeah. And just tell so people be like, dude, that's totally yag. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and wave our finger around like reverse. You know, like we we're going in reverse. <laughs> Um, that's that's funny. So um, let's move on to uh, odds and ends. Just when you thought it was over, here comes the odds and ends. Uh, so odds and ends. Uh, 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 excuse me. Ratings. IMDb gives it a four point six out of ten. Um, Rotten Tomatoes. There is no official thermometer score, but it has a twenty eight percent audience score, and. Uh, Amazon gives it a 
What three point five? Four point three out of five. Oh, holy shit, that's actually pretty damn high. Um, too bad I can't watch it on Amazon. Yeah, too bad you can't watch it on Amazon. You can buy it, I think, a disc. Maybe, maybe. If I'm in fucking Iceland, I can watch it. I don't know. Uh, so I'm just trying to write down. So instead, I should start saying detratry, I think would be retarded backwards. Detratry. <laughs> work on it. We work on work it. Yeah, on it. Just, that does not flow very easily. I appreciate the effort. Yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Plot keywords. There were 276 fucking plot keywords for this movie. Holy shit. Yeah. I skimmed. I, I perused these pretty quickly. Nothing is, was... Is, is vagina slip in there? <laughs> because, goddamn. I swear, I was looking like a goddamn hawk. Like, just <laughs> trying to see with my fucking eagle eyes if any sort of, like, little Fold, flap, 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 of the, flap of the flap of the, of the little slip of <laughs> cloth moved here or there. Because, boy, oh, boy. There is not much room for air on that. No, there isn't. That shit had to be, like, use that, like, gymnast, like, adhesive spray to the crotch and get that spirit shit spirit gum get that stuff to stick <laughs> um uh, spirit gum is not I don't think that's what the gymnasts use to spray well, I don't know, but spirit it's, gum is, yeah. it's like the but they could yeah, yeah that's what I'm yeah, talking they about they could yeah. use spirit gum god damn that would hurt though they rip off though but she got no hair <laughs> yeah you know hair but still that's sensitive man you have to get the spirit gum remover and that'd be a whole thing do you have a vagina I, I do not alright but I'm I just ready. imagine that would hurt fair enough alright uh, Plocky words. So there's topless female nudity, bare breasts, and flashing breasts were all there. Kicked in the crotch. Taking off someone's shoes was a plot keyword. Uh, I wrote this one down just for you because I wrote this before I even watched the movie. Uh, barefoot female. Yes. Was a, yes, was a plot keyword. Yes, so, saw that. I got to write this for Aaron. And dude, I was a fan. And camera shot of bare feet were was another plot keyword. After that, they were all kind of. I, I, those were the weird those, ones. That was Mike's gross. You know, chop off feet. Yeah. You know, which was a fake foot. So yeah. it didn't do it for because it was fake foot. No, I guess it's got to be female, soft, petite, fuckable feet. Fuckable feet. All right. All right. Trivia. <laughs> uh, Ruth Collins, who played Tina, was paid a hundred dollars to show her tits in this movie. Only a hundred bucks. Wow. But I guess it's the eighties. I mean, you need the coke money. You need the coke money. So. And she looked like she needed the fucking coke money. Bro. <laughs> um, <laughs> the movie was shot on location in an actual abandoned sanatorium in Verona, New Jersey. The Essex Mountain Sanatorium, which I swear we've heard that name before in other movies, uh, opened its wards in 1907 with the last patient being released in 1977 uh, with the sanatorium officially closing its doors and ceasing all operations. And on October 1st of 1982, the gates were locked for the very last time and it was completely abandoned. It was demolished in the early 1990s with the remaining outlying buildings some 10 years later. I like that. Yeah, and it, it actually adds up a little bit with the time frame. Uh, you know, saying, you know, it truly stopped operation, what, in the 1970s, and they locked mm-hmm. it up in the 19, like early 80s. So it's, it's been closed for about 10 years, and that shows the dilapidation of about 10 years' worth of exposure to the elements. And, well... Vandalism and graffiti and yeah, punk kids like Tina and the Tots. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and so it it, it worked. Yeah. Honestly, that, that actually had the, their location was almost a character. Yeah, location and, was one. I'll give it that. It was and, a great location for. And this. it was it was a fantastic. They did a fantastic job of blending the story with the location. But speaking of, it was also kind of well. This movie was sh- the last thing it was shot in eight days was the other thing. Yeah. Um, 
But the weird thing I would say about this for m- most horror movies, it's I, I, if you, is uh, this entire movie a horror movie, serial killer slasher, locked in asylum, whole thing takes place during the day. There's not, it's never overnight in the dark, spooky stuff. It's all daytime. In, in like a matter of hours. Yeah, in yeah. a matter of just a few hours. You're totally right. That's just, so that's an oddity in the horror world itself, too. It's a weird way to save on lighting. Yeah. It's interesting. That's a really good point. Um. All right, so that brings us to the budget game. <laughs> they spent like how much? Either. The budget game. <laughs> I wish I, I I didn't have a better budget game intro queued up, so I need to work on that. But anyway, it's our first back in studio, back in studio budget game. Yep. Um. So I'm excited about this. Uh. Although you may have seen it, I don't know if you've if you've seen this one already. But I have an estimated budget for this movie. I, I have not seen it. Okay. No. Because I know um, last week you you did see something. Yeah, last week I didn't. And the problem is I get interested in some of these movies and I want to know more about it, so I start looking it up. But, um. <clears throat> yeah, I was worried about I, that, but yeah, uh, this one shot obviously on a location that was you know required no money to shoot. You know, I mean you're you're in an abandoned fucking sanatorium on eight days. I imagine they didn't get any permission from anyone, whoever owned that place, to do that. Considering the place was so fucking condemned and run amok and covered in graffiti. Uh, by the way, there's a ton of like Metallica. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about there's Metallica, Pink Ozzy Osbourne, Pink fuck Pink Floyd, but yeah, um, Just, Led Zeppelin called Dead Zeppelin, uh, Mopar, Chevy Motor Parts. Was there's a Mopar <laughs> one? Uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of a lot of Metallica. Yeah, a lot of Metallica was definitely by the. Uh, I think there was an, was it Led? Um, there's another one. Megadeth. Megadeth or Death Leopard. Megadeth was the yeah. yeah. So yeah, a lot of lot of lot of graffiti on the place. The place is fucking destroyed. Um, obviously, you have no stunt coordinator. You have <laughs> uh, your actress. Uh, one of your main actresses literally standing on the ledge of the building to do a shot without any safety equipment. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna have to say seventy five thousand. Uh, you know what? Um, for this week, I, you know what? I'm j- it's your first week back in studio, so you know what? I'm going to give you the win this week. All uh, right. Estimated budget ninety thousand. Oh yeah, you got to give me the I'm win. Give you that that's, one. that's 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 fucking close. Yeah, I'm giving that's you that one. That's fucking that's close. A good um, I was laughing there for a second because we were talking about the no stunt coordinator and go hang out the roof. I didn't mention it during the notes, but did you notice in the one shot where they show Mike hanging off the roof? Like, the only safety equipment I guess they have is it looks like his shirt is like stuck into a crack in yes. the wall. Like, that's like, that'll keep you safe. Your shirt yeah, will stuff or show into a crack. Tie your shirt to a fucking nail <laughs> yeah. in the wall. Like, that just got you. <laughs> it's so awkward looking, too. It's it's weird. Like, that's their safety It's method. so obvious. <laughs> yeah. It's so weird. Dude, I. It's not like the bottom of the shirt off camera. It's like the collar, like right there. It's in the middle of the shot. It's just crammed into like a crack in the Thank wall. Thank God something. no one died during the filming of this movie. Because it's like one of the most apparent disregard for safety. This and like a muck train are right, up there yes. with like the most disregard yes. for safety for their actors. Um, all right. So, yeah, congrats. You won the budget game this Woo-hoo. week. All right. Uh, what, do I, what do I win? 
Uh, you win that beer. <laughs> you mean this beer that's been in the fridge for over a year? A beer's a beer. It's a free beer. <laughs> this beer I brought last year. We didn't fucking. The last time you were here. Last time I was here. I opened the fridge. I'm like, boy, that beer looks familiar. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I thought it tasted dusty. <laughs> All right, let's move on to Mortal Kombat Combat. At the end of this day, one shall stand, one shall fall. Good versus bad, right versus wrong, light versus dark. In the end, when the dust settles, who will be left standing after Mortal Kombat Combat? All right. So, there are 84 total reviews on Amazon. 64% of them are five star, with only 7% being one star. Big, big gap there. People are fans of uh, this movie. Yeah. So, starting with five stars, we got from Doug. In. I don't know. I N P G H. So I don't know. Whatever. Yeah, very good pronunciation. <laughs> Doug. <laughs> In Pug. Um. All right. What? Well, I'm sorry. He says uh, it's fantastic and how terrible it was. This made. This was made in a time when any horror movie got greenlit and they swung for the fences with this one. Too bad they only tipped the ball and got a single. Any movie where a man is killed by putting him in a broken dishwasher. I don't think anyone knew it was a dishwasher and comes out in a bloody box is great. If that makes no sense to you, watch it and it will. Or watch and learn. Five stars. Not a bad review. Yeah, not terrible. Uh, Justin M., this movie is so awesome. I actually saw this in an FYE store once and walked by it only to go back the next day and it was gone. So pissed. Doom Asylum is the guiltiest of guilty pleasures. High price tag, but again, it's OOP. And a must-have. Do yourself a favor and pick this up. Not really sure what OOP. High price tag. Yeah. So I guess, How? were you guys jacking up prices there at the FYE? Uh, no, actually, for movies like this, we were very, very competitive. Like, I know, very, you were a mall. Like, Malls always jacked up prices. We were very reasonable for Fucking shit Fucking price movies. gougers. <laughs> Easy. I know, I'm just kidding, shit. I bought 9,000 cats for $2.99. <laughs> I imagine I could have bought Doom Asylum for five ninety nine. Oh, that might have been too high for a price for this guy. Maybe. But I, I had to put that in there because I saw the FYE. Like, oh, FYE. Yeah. Put that I, in the first. It just, just, again, nostalgia. I do miss I, that place. You were telling stories about FYE the other day on on the last episode, I think. or um, Yeah, because you were talking about yeah. 9,000 cats. And I you didn't bring it up, but I, I, I almost did. I'm going to bring it up now because we brought it up. Right? Again, I was stunned that – I know you loved that job because you were a manager. and But – I laughed so much because I don't know how you managed to do this. Cause you weren't even dating the girl, but you managed to charm an employee of yours so much that you convinced her to do your laundry for you on a regular basis and like bring it back to the store for you. I like, thought, like I was just blew my mind at this girl's lack of self-esteem or desperate need of attention and, and affection. But I like, what the fuck? You got an employee to do your laundry for yeah, you. Yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> yes, I did. And I fucked her sister. Yes, you did. <laughs> And so did I. 
I was there first, though. <laughs> That's true. That's true. I was there to collect the crumbs. <laughs> but yes, yes, I did. She. So I, I, you know, I, I'd come into work and I would hang out my work clothes in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. And I'm a fucking you know scumbag mid twenties kind of manager. My clothes got stinky from time Mid-20s. to time. Mid-20s? This was young 20s. This was like, well, it was like 23? No, no. Mid-20s. Yeah, I'm sorry. We're 25. 25. Yeah, You're mid-20s. You're right. And the clothes would get stinky and stuff. And I'm, uh, I didn't give a shit <laughs> because I'm managing it. I'm, I don't give a shit about anything. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, she's like, I'm going to wash your clothes. I'm like, sure, go for it. And I, she had a little, I can tell she had a little thing for me. So I, was, I just took advantage of it. And then <laughs> bug her sister. Yep. So. All right, moving on. To Aaron with an E, uh, Cole Dillion. Uh, I love, love, love this movie. It's so horribly amazing. I had an old VHS reviewer's copy I got from my father when I was in high school. Weird. Doom Asylum is truly campy, deliciousness, in all its glory. Five stars. Sandy from Canada writes, meh, I don't do reviews. I just love this movie. Five stars. Fair enough. <laughs> and last from Raymond Cohen. Classic movie to see a young Christian Davidson in a bathing suit, sunning outside in, of a mental asylum. Five stars. Yeah. That's, that's the whole review. <laughs> I, I have to agree. There's five stars for that bathing suit. Uh, from one star, from David H. Moving on to the opposite side now of this battlefield. This has, this has to be one of the worst films, quote unquote, ever to have been made. An abomination in every category. Script effects, acting, directing, producing, production, etc., the supposed humor was beyond failing. The only reason to purchase this pile of steam and refuge would to go all Mystery Science Theater 3000 on it. Next, from Tom Cohen. Raymond's brother, perhaps? Because they spelled exactly the same. Two Cohens. Yeah, I thought that interesting. was interesting. That's why I wrote this. Uh, I would only purchase this if you could find one with the booklet because it is worth collecting every Arrow limited edition. Without the booklet, though, it's a worthless film. And it doesn't possess the usual arrow attributions of an underappreciated genre of film. It's just plain bad. It's hard to tell if Amazon tell to tell from Amazon if the booklet was included. But if you go to a brick and mortar store, it will usually mention if the case has a first pressing booklet on the back. So I'm not, one star. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a big collector of DVDs and, yeah. and Blu-rays and what have you. I know uh, our friend uh, Eric, or probably uh, Cincinnati Jeff. Cincinnati Jeff of uh, Here Comes the Spooky podcast. Check him out. Uh, I know that he is a big collector. And I know Arrow is a big distributor of that stuff. I just don't understand how it has any impact on the movie. Yeah, you're rating the movie. The, the, well, he's saying the movie sucks, but it's only worth it if you get the collector's booklet, I guess. Well, for your how does the collector's booklet work into that? It doesn't make the movie any better. It just makes like you're paying more money for something that's going to sit on your shelf. That you could have for like, a movie you, know, you hate. Like, so you could have somebody over and party with and be like, "Look at this! Look at this cool booklet for this movie that really sucks." Why but, would you do that? Yeah, like, just just I, why? Why would you go on that rant? Why would you waste your time to write this if, if you don't like? I, it's so weird. I don't. Is, what's his name again? Tom Cohen. K O H N. Fuck you, Tom. Cohen. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> um. So. Yeah, uh, I just that's weird. Uh, from PJB, great D movie, but one star. If you're gonna say it's great, don't put it in a one star review. Like, yeah, it's another yeah, one. That's, that's, I hate it when people do like people have done that before. Yeah, I like know. 
this movie is so bad, it's good. One star. Yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. No, 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 stop. No, 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 no. At least give it three. That's a three star. I don't think you understand how this works. Jeffrey, complete and utter garbage. Not even so bad as good, just bad. Amazon customer writes pure crap. And lastly, from Crystal, perhaps the stupidest movie I've ever had the displeasure of viewing. If you do not want to punch Mr. Indecisive Blonde in the first five minutes, you need therapy. The whole thing is a horribly exaggerated 80s crap that if you want the cheesiest horror ever, please go get it. One star. That's probably the best one star I've heard. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's that's what other people had to say. The battle is over. Aaron, what side of this battle are you are you are you falling on? Where are we at this week? Uh, man, I feel like this this movie is kind of like the kind of movie I live for, honestly. It's like the type of movie that I really, really enjoy. But it just kind of missed a lot on a lot of cylinders. Like the, the, the black and white filler. We, we talk about it here and there, but like you don't really realize how much it's used and how much filler is pumped into it with this black and white movies that are pumped in. Yeah. The movie's only an hour and 18 minutes long. Mm-hmm. And it feels like it's three hours It long. does. Yeah. It feels so long. And there's filler put into it. <laughs> the movie's fucking exhausting. However, there are bright, shining moments of this movie. The fight scene on the roof. Uh, even Tina going through the fucking, you know, Basically, Tina. It's, 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 it's Tina. There's not a bright moment. It's just Tina. Dude, Anytime kinda... Tina's on screen, that's the saving factor. And Charlotte's feet. And tiny vagina. And her tiny <laughs> And honestly, I kind of like the Wade Boggs chase. The I, really? I kind of I liked it right. just because I, I'm a nostalgic guy. I used to collect all those cards, and it was. Yeah, just... so did I, but I just so hated that scene. But anyway, that's your. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Move on. I'm going to say so bad it's okay. You know? And if I'm going to say it's okay, I'm going to have to lean into so bad it's good. All right. So I'm going to have to say so bad it's good, but just fucking barely. It just, <laughs> just barely makes it because I feel like. It had everything that I like about shitty 80s horror movies. You had the gore. And there was a lot of good... There was a good... There was some pretty good gore moments. Yeah. Obviously, not every kill can be a good gore. Mm-hmm. You had a killer who had a backstory and, and, and it, you had a connection with, with, you know, Kiki. But you missed on the jokes. Bad, like, fucking swing and a miss. Mm-hmm. Big time, you know. Just a bit outside. Yeah. You fucking swing and a miss. Dude, it's 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 horrible how much you missed on the jokes. And some of the plot points, like when Mitch catches Kiki, ties her up, and then leaves to watch <laughs> black and white horror movies. Fuck. What the fuck is going on? Yeah. So I'm ba- but, I'm, but it was still fun enough. Tina saved this fucking movie. And I wish to God this actress still did stuff. Maybe because she was a fucking gem. Yeah. Plus, I love tiny vaginas. <laughs> so that's good. All right. Um, this movie was a quandary for me. A quagmire, if you will. Um, because... Part of it is like... It's also... This has been a shit month. Like, the, the two movies we started off with were terrible. But to me... Nine Thousand Cats was fucking a gem. It's a weird, it's a weird fucking gem. I had high hopes for this movie. I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be a fun, cheesy." But I was let down hard. I, I, I can kind of see why this would have a cult following. People would like it, but 
I'm going so bad it's scary. Like it just I was not happy. I it, it's it's only an hour and 18 minutes. Probably an hour 15 by the time you knock a three, few minutes off for the credits. And like and I said, it knock out another 10 minutes for, for all the filler. filler. I mean, and that's what I'm saying. It, it, it and Night of a Thousand Cats was an hour and two minutes long, and that movie seems that was full of filler, full of filler, but it didn't seem as long. Like this one seemed longer. Like I, it does. It's sitting like a chore. Everything I agree with everything you said, and the fact that if they didn't, I don't think they knew what they were doing. Like if you're gonna go comedy slapstick camp, do it and commit to it. It's like they were gonna do it, but they were holding back. Like they were scared to to, to really. Like you know, not hold back. They're going all for, and it came out a sloppy mess. Like they didn't know what they were doing. Is it going to be serious horror and gore, or going to be slappy campy? You, I think you try to walk that line. This is what you get, and, and I hated it. I did not like it. Tina, when I first saw, like, oh god, this girl's annoying. But the more I saw Tina, I was like, I wanted more Tina. Like just make yeah. a whole movie about Tina, and I'm good. She's the only saving thing about this movie that I I have. Um, but it does not enough for me to say so bad. It's good. I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so bad. It's scary. I, I probably have more to say, but I'm not going to, cause we're running long for our first episode back. Cause we've gone on a lot of tangents with this movie. We went on a lot of, Dude, a lot we, of side journeys. We talked about big Cardinals baseball. We talked about Kurt Henning. Mr. Mr. Perfect. Perfect. <laughs> Talked about sex in the city. city. Talked about pretty woman. (laughs) We talked about a lot of other shit than this movie, which is kind of a sign. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There's so many good things that could have been happening in this movie. Yeah, that like like we touched on, but boy, it's just the writing's bad. The the acting is stiff, and which makes the writing worse. uh, Because maybe if better actors could have pulled it off, it wouldn't have been as bad. But it just was not. I was I was so disappointed. I, I was expect I thought we we're gonna have something fun here to but close out February, but even for man. me there was something kind of charming about the horrible acting. Even something kind of like because Tina's a horrible actor, but she but puts, she committed. She puts like and I could tell right off the bat when they're showing Tina and the Todd's doing their music, their noise. Dude, she's on her knees. She's singing. rolling around. She's throwing her body around. And of around course, the sound and effects like, and what she's supposed to be singing doesn't match up with her movements but, at like, all. <laughs> she, is, she is going balls to the yeah. wall. Everybody hard. else is, is like half. Darnell was a little. He was he was a bit um, animated, but he's not in that long. But everybody else just seems so flat. Rapunzel, Darnell, Tina. Rapunzel? They, Rapunzel yeah. went pretty good. Yeah. Rapunzel was pretty good. Maybe. But she was supposed to be more dream, like dreamy, mystified. Yeah, I felt like Rapunzel, Tina, and Darnell are the the three stars of this movie. And honestly, I, not, I, not I, a close, I, not a close second is uh, Charlotte. You know, Char- see, Charlotte. I, was, I thought I'd get more out of her. Like, she's the one who obviously became the big celebrity, the big famous one, the best career. And granted, this is her first movie, so she had, she grew. But I was expecting more from her as a actress in this. But man, she was not great either. And she did break this that cliche like the nerdy girl being nice she was kind of bitchy just talked down to everybody cunty yeah she insulted like you well you got you're a classic case of blah 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 this mo- this personality disorder you just need this and blah like wow bitch. Like, you're supposed to be the nice one uh but yeah so we're rambling on so bad scary for me i would take a pass on this i don't think i'd watch it again i think that's gonna wrap us up for this week this yeah. was awesome having being Dude, back in I, studio I, I have to say it's it's a fucking Blast being back in the studio. I have had it. Just you can't compare, man. It can't compete. I've already had six drinks, <laughs> well, and I, I have to drive you. home. 
That's why you, you just want to come over and drink my beer. That's the only reason I like being here. Well, you know, I would drink your beer more. I'd have a bigger graveyard if you didn't have two-year-old beer. Well, or yeah. one-year-old beer, pardon me. Well, now you, you, I will go away if you start coming back over here more often now. So It's true. Um, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty yes, happy. This, I'm, pretty... I'm excited about this, too. Get back to the way things used to be. And hopefully the... the there won't be, you know, be back to flow, back to good. Anyway, we're yeah, done. Well, let's, let's, let's just say, you know, I mean, shit might happen. Shit might, you know, happen here or there. Yeah, but for course. right now, it's amazing. Yes. Uh, with that, guys, uh, thank you for listening through our rants and our weird gibberish that we're still talking about right now. I don't know why you're still listening, but if you are, thank you very much. Uh, we love you. Uh, check Follow out- us on Instagram. And Facebook. <laughs> and check out our Patreon if you want to help support the show. We'd love that. Uh, if you have, Like I said, if you have more movie suggestions for us. Uh, send them our way. We will do our best to get yeah, to Anthony, them. Anthony, thank you. That was a, this was a fun movie. It was good. Um, in the meantime, that's it, guys. You know what to do. Watch more horror movies. And remember to always keep, keep it, it tight. tight.